We Speak English Good has expanded to WSEG TV only on Twitch. Every Monday at 1 p.m. and Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I will be going live and direct with guests. I have live looping, improvised music stuff and games prizes and more go to twitch.tv slash we speak english good and tune in also go to modedstudios.com m-o-d-e-d-s-t-u-d-i-o-s.com check out the latest and greatest from this fully embroidered patches and apparel online store actually the latest one is my favorite which is a maga hat with blm spray painted graffitied over it you gotta go check it out it's amazing i put it up on my facebook these hats are selling like hot cakes go check it out for yourself modedstudios.com now on with the show
And that was Meta Gas Car. Meta Gas Car. Three words. That was off the latest album from Friends of the Show, Cactus Jack. The name of the album is Welcome to Jackland. And please do go and click on the link in the show notes and go stream that album today. Hey gang, welcome back to another episode of the We Speak English Good podcast. Today's guest is Valo Infinity. Valo is a podcaster, he is an artist, he's a multi-instrumentalist, he is a pal, a podcasting pal. I've been on his podcast, he's been on my podcast, that makes us podcasting pals. That's right, podcasting pals. I said it, and I'll say it again, podcasting pals. <laughs> Valo, um... Now, Velo has a podcast called The Artist's Eye Podcast, which he streams on his Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash Velo underscore infinity. I left a link in the show notes. And then he takes that conversation and puts it out as an audio version on The Artist's Eye Podcast uh, uh, podcast stream thing. Feed. My God. Okay, here we go. We're, we're doing things. It's early. I'm in the laundry room. Whatever. <laughs> Anyways, um, uh, Valo is uh, an awesome Canadian, and uh, he's been on my show. I've been on his show. Of course, we established that, Podcasting Pals. Uh, but but he, he just, I like his perspective on life, and uh, I especially enjoy how he views just living life as art and and I, I tend to agree with that and even if it's bad art if you had a bad day or whatever you know it's still art and and life is precious as as as, as art and 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 vice versa and i think i'm getting it all wrong but i love valo and uh, i love his perspective and i hope he comes back on my show again by the way, I just want to give a, a pitch. His latest episode features sage comedian Duncan Trussell. So I left a link in the show notes. So please go and fucking click on that shit and go listen to an amazing conversation with my podcasting pal, Valo Infinity, talking to sage comedian Duncan Trussell. And we talk about this. So this took place before Duncan was on his show. So we refer to it um, um, we refer to Duncan and his upcoming episode with Duncan. So uh, it, this is a very exciting time for um, for Valo. And I, I, I hope he's reveling in the glory of having such an amazing guest on the show. I, I personally love Duncan Trussell. And if you don't know who Duncan Trussell is, he is a sage, again, a sage comedian who 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 runs with the jre crew and and um he i don't know he's just he's just an amazing amazing person and i think you can go and sign up for patreon and get in his discord and and i think you can do yeah i think he does like weekly streams or something i'm not sure um i i, I just don't have time to be in another stream <laughs> but uh, anyways duncan trussell Moving on, go check out randomistique.com, R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-U-T-I-Q-U-E. God damn, I'm getting everything wrong today. Um, actually, right now, Raina is 
we are about to release a new song. Well, Raina is. I have really nothing to do with this other than facilitating um, my my uh, my connection with uh, AK, who is a silent member. Not so silent. He is a he is one of the uh, silent members of the Skanks Roots Project, who I am a member of, and uh, he is just a fantastic producer and writer and just. Uh, I mean, he is a murderer. Like he can play every instrument. He can sing his fucking ass off. I uh, I just I, I respect him so much. And he he took a song that Raina recorded on her phone, and and brought it to life. And it is amazing. It is a new reggae song called Stew, and it will be out. I think it's November eighteenth. I think it comes out on a Wednesday. So I will definitely be playing it on this show. You'll be the first ones to hear it. I'm telling you, it's amazing. It's a fucking incredible reggae tune called Stew, and um, I can't wait to share it with you guys. Also, go check out Raina Mystique on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Mystique. She streams four days a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays. That's, Jesus, since, since uh, Daylight Saving Time, which fucking sucks, uh, she is streaming at 7 a.m., on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and then 9 p.m. on Saturdays and Sundays. So go check her out. She's doing a lot. She's doing a lot. Uh, you can also go check out my stream, twitch.tv slash we speak English good. We stream every Monday and my God, excuse me, Monday at 1 p.m. and Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we have all kinds of fun on there. I'm having all these like bodily functions happen right now. I'm like burping and there's phlegm in my throat and it's just it's just getting in the way. Go check out WeSpeakEnglishGood.com. Uh, there's stuff there. You can write the show at WeSpeakEnglishGood at gmail.com. You can, um, what else can you do? You can f- oh, oh, like, subscribe, review. I can't forget that. Like us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, fucking Snapchat, Discord, all of those were there. I, I try to monitor the, monitor them all, but it is very difficult. Lots to do. Uh, social media is crazy, but hey, I love it. Uh, so go like us on all those platforms. Of course, there's links in the show notes. You can also go and subscribe to us on Apple iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcast subscribe you can subscribe on youtube which has all the video uh video portions of these interviews so if you want to see a visual please go click on the link there's a link in the show notes where you can watch this uh, uh the video of this right now so please go and click around it's fun it's good times you can also subscribe subscribe on twitch uh but that will cost you a few bucks but one thing about twitch i want to push here is that you're you're just missing a lot if you're not a part of the twitch community um we you get to interact that's that's been my favorite part about this is having actual interaction with with other people asking questions adding adding to the conversations i mean it's fucking incredible i really love where this has taken the show it's expanded it it's it's i mean i'm fucking I love Twitch, guys, and I spend way too much time on it now, and I know I've been talking about it for fucking months now, but it's it's only because none of y'all are coming over there and saying hi, so I would love for you guys, 
it's really easy to sign up just go to twitch.twitch.tv go sign up make a new, i know i know another fucking password another profile another social media i get it but it's not like the soul sucking fucking time waster as 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 the instagrams or the facebooks i mean it, it, I feel like after you scroll through Facebook, you just feel like gross afterwards. You know? Like it's just ugh, like, oh my God, like why am I doing this? But we're so programmed and we're so addicted and they make it that way. They make it that way. So you have to feel, you have to feel like, what am I missing? Am I, what is my friends doing? What am I doing wrong with my life that they're getting right? Ugh. They make it like that on purpose. So Twitch is not like that. It's amazing because they actually, it's fair. It's fucking fair. It's like, how many people you got in chat? You got 50? Okay, you're in the 50 category and you'll be found in the 50 category. So I love it. The algorithms haven't fucked the people using the users yet. Yet. I'm saying yet because Twitch is starting to get pretty big and everybody's starting to stream, even though no one knows what Twitch is. I'm telling you, it's like podcasting like five years ago, maybe six years ago, when everybody, you know, people kind of knew what a, a podcast was, but they didn't, they weren't interested, you know, like people like JRE or, or This American Life or what, you know, like Mark Marin, Adam Carolla, like those things, but it wasn't as mainstream as it is now. Thanks, Serial, which, thank you, Serial, that's actually, that actually helped a lot. So anyways uh go go get a twitch go go get us on twitch we love it and then finally please leave a review this this is a pretty important part because this helps uh people find the podcast so every time that you log into your itunes and you go write a review or just even click the five star rating every time you do that it, it, it lifts us it uplifts this podcast to new levels I don't know about that, but it uplifts the podcast uh, in the algorithm, so we are more findable. So that helps. It, it massively helps, and I really appreciate anybody who goes out of their way and takes the time to do that. So anywhere you can leave a review, please do. It is hella helpful. Okay, uh, uh, write the show at Gmail. Dot com. So we got Maddie Wongi, who is a streamer. Uh, uh, he's mostly just a music streamer, and he is from Hawaii, and uh, he's very, very nice. That is our next uh, episode that we'll be releasing on Friday. This Friday, we got Marlon Ballard on the live Twitch feed. Marlon Ballard is a comedian who I met on the Melvin Riley uh uh, press day junket thing that I did uh, a couple weeks back and uh, he's a comedian out of Atlanta and I am excited he's from Ohio actually so I'm excited to talk to him because <laughs> okay I'm gonna save this for the other side of this podcast but um, I, I had a, I recently had someone on my twitch stream who was a complete fake and um, we'll talk about it. we'll talk about it. and and I met him on the same press day uh, as I met uh, um, Marlon, so uh, we got a lot to talk about with Marlon. I I can't, actually can't wait to just like ear batter him with the fucking insanity that has come of of that fucking uh, that press day. So, all right, guys, that's enough out of me. Uh, again, this Friday, 
3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Please do tune in. Marlon Ballard, another comedian. Uh, you guys know I like the comedians. I resonate with the comics. Uh, I have comic homies. I don't know what it is. I just like comics. Um, I like comedy as well. So, okay. All right, guys. This is this has gone on way too long. Let's uh let's jump on over to my podcasting pal, Valo Infinity. going crazy for you they were going nuts yeah. they were losing their mind for you clapping all day hell yeah claps all day baby and this ain't no venereal disease <laughs> how you been man how was your day going uh all right i woke up and i was a little nervous about this whole uh thing never been the uh interviewee you know oh yeah well that's okay I, i'm nervous too it, it's funny because it's, i i um i, I was get you know i get a lot of people comment on me saying like, "Oh, I, I like your confidence," and I like that. And little do they know is that there's this thin veneer that is is covering the 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 sheer terror that I feel every time I get in front of these lights because it's different. Because because I'm a pod, I come from the podcasting world where it's audio, and so I never really dealt. I did at the beginning of the podcast when Facebook Live started. We started streaming it, but. Um, that was different. I mean, Twitch is so different, yeah, interactive. Very different. Yeah, it's just it's interactive and stuff. So every time I get in front of here, my palms are sweaty, and it, it don't matter who I'm talking to. You know what I mean? It, like it, it'll just I'm sweaty palms, nervous, and and I and, and I constantly have to sit there and take some breaths and calm myself. It, it's it's a it, it's it's a That'll daily be a thing for me too. Yeah, it's a daily struggle. Um, that's what I really you know I was really uh, hey Raynon, thank you for those hypes. Uh, the, that was the one thing that caught my attention when I was reading over your bio on your website was that, uh, you know, you, you kind of started doing this because you were trying to, I don't know, face your anxieties. Your is that right? Or am I just making that up? No, you're completely accurate with that. Um, I've known for a long time that I've had like, my mom used to encourage me all the time to write and do art she knew a, a person when she was working for a drug company that was related to somebody that worked for pixar and she tried to get my art to them and affiliate me in some way with that she published she had some of my artwork published in her works newspaper like her newsletter or whatever mm. and she always tried to push for that and i i never put myself on public display even to this day, I don't. If I can avoid it, I'll avoid it. Yeah. It's just I, I, not. It's not that I'm intentionally trying to avoid. I I never done artwork or anything creative that I do for money. Mm -hmm. I've never made a dime off of a single thing I've done. Okay. And I, it's not that I intend that way, but it's. 
it means something to me, and I don't know what it means. And the anxiety was a big thing in blocking that. Mm. And I've been coming into the real world lately. I have a, a nine-year-old who suffers from a disability that's uh, hereditary, and there's nothing that can be done to reverse it. So been smacking into the real world is, is a better word than coming into it. Yeah. Uh, um, I've been trying to ground myself and coming to terms with my anxieties and my own understandings of the world, which have been very complex and I've sort of had convoluted ideas of since I was a very young child, which is, you know, I don't know if it's completely abnormal. I didn't have a lot of friends growing up to talk about this kind of stuff with, but as far as I'm concerned, the kind of things that I thought about when I was younger, a, a five-year-old, a six-year-old doesn't think about these things. Mm -hmm. Like, I was listening to grown-up music at that age. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't, you know, I can't say I understood it completely, but by the time I was 12, I, I knew what everybody was talking about when they said something. And when I said I had, you know, fears about being loved or being accepted, people were like, you don't know what you're talking about. You're 12. Yeah. And it was really hard for me to open up to people after that. It was really hard. Yeah, those moments as, as a child where you get smacked down to your core... That shit lasts, man. That's a scar that just sort of st sticks around forever, a unless you really work at it and really work at. No, I I I have the same sort of story, man. Like I I realized at a very young age that I was very self conscious about, especially as a young kid. I was just fat little shit. I was, I don't even know if I had to guess. I was probably like a hundred and seventy pounds in like, like I was third pretty grains. big as well. I was I was huge. I, I had little I had little bitch tits, and I still do. Uh, but it, like it, it was tough. And, and I remember like I was in karate and taekwondo, and I was getting changed. And I took off my my gi and took off the top. And, um, <laughs> and this one little asshole kid pointed. He's like, he's got boobies, and all the dudes in the locker room like look point. And it's the classic. And like right now, when I think about it, it's fucking hilarious. But at that it moment, is. it we was like, back on and, and now I'll never take my shirt off in public again. So <laughs> there you go. Self-conscious about that kind of thing. It le it leaves you scarred. It does. And it, go ahead, please. I have uh, a lot of issues with that myself because, like, I know for a fact, and I knew before I I got into the relationship that I'm in with my loving wife um, that. I have anger issues. And I knew that if anybody was going to accept me as a lover or as a, anything for the rest of their life, that I was going to have to face that eventually. And I didn't face that before I got into the relationship. Mm. And I've had instances where it's shown to me that I'm not... That's one of the things about myself that I pointed on my website is I'm a flawed person. I have more flaws than I do skills. And I, I share more of my flaws just openly because, you know, when you're mad, you post on your social media, fuck this shit. I don't want to be here anymore, whatever. And I've done that a couple times. And 
you know, I lose my temper quick and I start yelling and stuff like that. And when, when it hit me that my child might pass before I do, um, I, I knew that it was time to come to terms with it because I knew that the times that I had yelled at him were just unforgivable. Yeah. And I had, I had, I had remembered that, um, so what he has is a, a thing called muscular dystrophy mm. and it's a gene modifying disorder. He's missing a sequence of DNA that eventually will sort of harden his muscles or make them tear. It depends on the type of, um, muscular dystrophy it is. He has a, a type called Duchenne, which is usually the type that hardens the muscles. But um, I knew that that was going to be, that, that was it. That was what made me realize, oh shit, I'm, I'm, I'm an adult now. I have to be responsible for what I've brought into the world. Um, and me and my partner have to be strong in this. And we have to take care of each other. And the way that I was, I wasn't grounded enough to come to terms with that. So it hit me pretty hard. And it's only recently that I've been sort of understanding how to put my feet on the ground. I've always had my head on the ground and my feet in the sky. Hmm. And it's, um, I would even say my head was buried under the sand like an ostrich almost. I, I, I like to keep myself blind to a lot of shit that's going on especially like politics and stuff. I really don't keep up too much with politics. I mean, I've been watching a bit of, um, you know, the shit that goes on. Yeah. It's impossible to miss. Right. Especially, I mean, I don't know. Well, you're I'm, Canadian, I'm Canadian too. Yeah, exactly. You're Canadian. And I know so you have a different what's perspective. going on with Biden and Trump. I mean, I watched the debate, but it was uh, a bit of a manipulated version of the debate. Oh. Um, I'll share that with you at another time. Sure. It was, it was an artist's rendering of the debate live. That's interesting. It was very interesting. Um, Fair. That's that's a, that's one way to do it. <laughs> but it was. I mean, I don't. I, I like. I say. I was. I was buried. I bury my head a lot. And in which when you're ways? an adult, when in, you, in which ways do you do that? If you don't mind. Well, again, I don't share a lot of uh, art. I've I've made a little bit of. I wouldn't. I'd say a lot. A lot of people would say, "Oh, I've made a lot of music." I haven't made a lot of music. I've made a little bit of music. And again, I'm not great at making anything that I do. I sort of call myself a jack of all trades, but a master of none. Hmm. So I do a lot of things. I I play a bit of keyboard. I play a bit of guitar. I play a bit of bass. I play a bit of drums. But I can't sequentially keep a beat going on the drums for more than three minutes. Mm. So I have a loop pedal that I run my drums into and I sort of build my drums mm -hmm. and then I loop them and I just play it looped back. Yeah. And, you know, as far as my guitar goes, I've never learned chords on the guitar. I don't know chords. Uh, I So this is what I mean by burying myself. I never went out and tried to learn guitar or tried to learn these things. Mm. I, I 
took it upon myself when I just pulled my head to the ground. I was like, oh, I have a guitar in my hands. Strum, strum, strum. Yeah. And I know how to make some noise that sounds good. <laughs> That's about the way that I describe myself. And to be honest, when I saw this uh, post that you made for the uh, artist I being on We Speak English Good podcast, I was like, wow, it says that I'm an artist. <laughs> I think that's the first time somebody has called me an artist. Well, um, if you don't call yourself that, then, you know. Well, you, if you look at my site, it does say freelance artist. There you and that's, go. That was written that's where I after got it. I read it. Well, was it? Is it maybe it was so. written the same day as where you I mean, got it. Well, no, because I needed to find what, what you go by. So I was looking I mean, around for maybe I maybe I didn't, but I, I, I knew that you were a freelance artist and freelance just doesn't look good on, on that flyer because <laughs> I tried putting freelance. freelance. Well, it means that you've acquired work before and that you've been paid for what you do. And again, I have never accepted a dime for anything. Well, there you go. Well, there you go. So You're an I'm artist. An artist in my own right. Yes, for sure. You have to. But you have to do that. You have to call yourself an artist or else no one else will. I mean, I, I did because you called yourself that. If you would have just been right. like, I'm a podcaster on my thing, I would have been like, he's a podcaster. Throw it up, you know? So it, right. you have to refer to yourself as that if you believe that, I guess. But again, it says uh, the first line here, it says, I'm a freelance artist. I have no professional training or schooling and no agenda. Right. So, I mean, it's it's really... It's right there. It's written for everyone yeah. to read. I I have motives for myself. Like, I mean, I want to make some music because I like listening to music. And I want to make something that I like listening to and be happy that I made it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I but did. I don't necessarily need anybody to come and say, hey, that's great work you're doing there. I don't need that. Mm -hmm. It's great to have it. And I, I appreciate anybody who does say that. Honestly, I don't have too many people that do. <laughs> right now. But it's, it's written on the site also that I think that each and every breath in and out is as much a piece of art as dipping your brush into some luscious crimson red paint. It's everything you're doing right now is happening in a singular moment that exists. And once that moment is passed and it's passed like that, it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. It's, it, it's a memory. Now, I look at life as like a blank canvas. Every day you wake up and you dip your brush and then you start painting. And by the end of the day, you've made a, 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 like a, a masterpiece, mm -hmm. regardless of what it looks like. It could be, it could be just something like a, like a child scribbles all over a white board. Maybe you're feeling frustrated that day and that's all it is. It's just a yellow crayon being smashed against a white canvas. But that's art. And it's not just happening on a piece of paper. It's happening in your mind. It's happening as you live out your day. And it's being drawn into other people's lives. And they're doing what they feel based on your actions. Or they're not... They're ignoring you and you don't exist to them. And they're going upon their own actions. And their artwork is uninterrupted by what you're doing. And it's all part of one big canvas that's constantly being painted and wiped clean every day. 
I like that analogy. I like that. I like the idea of that when I go to bed at night, I can start over and start my canvas all over again. And it's like an etch sketch. It's wiped clean after yeah. a couple hours you were sleeping. It's just, let's just shake it off and start again. again tomorrow. No, man, you know, you, when you're talking about it, I feel like we had a similar sort of revelation in our lives where, where, where for me, I, I didn't realize I was an angry fuck um, until I quit drinking. But everything sort of peaked at this moment in my life when I turned 30. Um, I, well, I was turning 30, leaving my 20s, you know, and uh, my father had passed. Um, my, I found out, I got my wife pregnant, um, all within like a few months of each other. And then, and then, and then to top it all off, I found out I was going bald now, just like all at the same fucking time. So it's just like, and, and, and on top of all of that, I'd quit drinking. So I didn't have that crutch anymore to sort of be mm -hmm. like, this is too much for me. I'm out and just right. go for it. <clears throat> um, but what that did was, like you were saying, because for me, drugs and alcohol was sort of a way of burying my head in the sand, a sort of this way of ignoring uh, the underlining chaos that needed to be addressed. And mm -hmm. um, you don't address that when you're just buried in, in alcohol and, you know, substances and stuff. And, and, and I didn't. And so at the age of 30, um, when all this shit happened, I sort of had to do it very sober. Like very sober. I even quit smoking weed for like a year or so, mm. and just because I needed to just just be clear. And um, and, and I'm thankful for it because I never went back to drinking. I did go back to smoking weed because it's weed, it's bomb. Uh, but uh, the but what what I learned from making it through that is that well, first of all, all these horrible things I was trying to avoid, my feelings and such sort of bubbled up. And I realized I was an asshole. I got angry easily. Uh, I would realize I was a depressive. I realized how much ang ang how anxious I was as a person, which I realized my whole life I had very much. I, I didn't realize I was a depressive person until after I quit drinking. But I did realize from a young age that I was anxious and I knew that in order to get past it, I would have to like confront it all the time and, and push past it. Um, as a young kid, I remember thinking that like, this is something I'm going to have to fight and maybe not in that eloquent of a thought process as a, as a young child, but you know, mm. it's, it, I recognized that I had this fear of just raising my hand to ask a question in class and, and it just, anyways, you know, this whole getting sober and, and realizing, you know, I'm an angry, depressive, anxious person and it really forced me to confront it and now i mean that was f how long ago that was seven years ago now that i quit drinking and i'm still i'm still fighting this shit man like like i said i'm, I'm fucking my hands are sweaty as fuck right now and and uh you know like i still get depressed and and uh but i know i've identified some of these cues the things that sort of trigger me to get angry i've identified things that sort of trigger my depression and that's important and that's the biggest hugest most important it's part important that you're aware that you are noticing these things and that exactly. okay i've got these flaws and i can change myself but i need to work harder yes and 
I'm on the middle process, understanding that I can change myself. I'm I'm working towards getting better as it is. But you said something, you know, about being scared to raise your hand in class, mm-hmm. and I posted, uh, I made a post on my website last night about my current um, spiritual teacher. That is um, Duncan Trussell. <laughs> Love Duncan. Now, he has told me that he will appear on my podcast at some point. <laughs> but he's very busy right now, so I completely understand where he's coming from. Yeah. But I brought up a point in this post that he reminds me of my grade 7 teacher. And um, it's just in the way that he he acknowledges that he learns with us as opposed to being the teacher. He's not, he doesn't think of himself as somebody who's teaching anybody, but a teacher is somebody who helps students to acquire knowledge. Now we're there to learn, I guess. I mean, we're not necessarily there all. I can't speak for everybody. You know, I can't speak for everybody. I'm there to learn. I like what he talks about and where he comes from when he starts. It doesn't matter what he's talking about. Like, I can relate to it or I understand why he thinks it's important. Um, And he's just, the things he says makes me understand the way he describes whatever he's talking about makes me Okay, you know, okay, I get it, I get it, that makes sense, you know, you don't, it's not baby talk, but it's like, okay, okay, now it makes sense. Mm -hmm. This, you know, you know, whoever the hell was telling me this before, they weren't making sense when they were talking about it, but now this makes sense. And now I understand where, where this person might be coming from when Duncan says that, you know, this thing or the other thing, well, that makes sense, but the way that the other person said it didn't. Anyway, Duncan just has this way of making it sort of come back around. So, like, he lays out a way, a path for you to see why it should be seen that way. And then it's sort of, it's a loop-de-loop. It comes back around to the beginning and it shows you, okay, this is how it connects. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that just, that helps me learn. Yeah. And knowing that you're coming full circle, you know? When you know you're coming full circle, it's like, okay, now I can know that I'm coming back around and that will help me to get there. Hmm. You, if you know where the path is going to go, you know how to, where to go to walk on it. Yeah. yeah. Even if it's not there yet, you like, I, I can't really see a path for, I don't know where this website is going to go. I don't know what kind of posts are going to go up on it, but I know that it's for sharing my thoughts and my art and whatever whatever's going to come up in the future whatever this this is and i have i claim that i have a beautiful mind and that is all but no more beautiful than any other human on this planet and i think that everybody should put what they want to put on display when they want to put it on display. Yeah. 
Right on. No, I, I, I feel that, man. I feel that. That, 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 um, I guess it almost goes back to the etch a sketch idea of like when you go to sleep. Coming uh, full circle. Coming for a circle, right? And, um, I, it's, it's, I mean, in all the things that I, I, I see and all the things that I sort of do in life, especially with my career and my art and what I do, it all comes back. Like, um, when, uh, like, just for instance, setting up Twitch, I have a very little experience in design, right? I had a very little dis experience in video editing. I had a little bit of experience in, in streaming. I had a little bit of experience, a lot of bit of experience in podcasts. So this was sort of, um, this, this made sense for me to come here because all the things that I've done, even though in those moments I might not have thought about it as, I'm going to use this one day. It's all going to converge and it's all going to make sense for me. Hmm. Um, you know, like you, you do, like for me, I just did these random like design classes at this free school, you know, it was a free adult education school. So I just did these free classes and it gave me this really in, uh, great foundation for design. And then now I have to design my own flyers all the time, constantly doing layouts. Uh, you know, it's just, it's just these little things that you pick up. And it comes back around and, and all of a sudden, like, these are the things that are in my tool bag now. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm able to utilize them. And, and even though I might not be an expert at video editing, I have enough foundation to where I can take that and I can expand on it and teach myself as far as I need to go to get a project done. And, and that's sort of, <laughs> that's how I've skated by is just like... Yeah, I can do that. Can you do this? And like in my head, I'm like, no. But in my mouth, I'm like, yes. And then you sort of just take on these crazy projects that yeah. you're almost certain you're going to fail. <laughs> you're almost certain you're going to fail, but uh, but you push through and you persevere because you're not going to just sit there and, and cry because you don't understand. You're going to go teach yourself because because I need to be pushed. But yeah, I, I really dig that full circle idea. We got a question here from uh, for the guest. It's what is your favorite Canadian piece of work? What is your? Oh, Adam, thank you so much for the for the host. I appreciate it, buddy. Uh, what is your Canadian? What is your favorite Canadian piece of work? Like piece of artwork? Um, I mean, again, as far as art goes, that's anything from taking a breath to making a painting or uh, singing a song, even. So if we're talking about, um, I think she wants Canadian specific artwork. Yeah. Well, we got, we, I don't worry. I've got Canadians in mind. <laughs> I mean, if we're talking piece of work, we're talking about any piece of art sure. in particular. It could be a song. It could be a, um, a painting. Now I'm going to pull off a record from my shelf behind me. It's a Canadian album, uh, by a Canadian artist who passed away, but it was illustrated by a Canadian artist also there was cool. a book released for it and uh, there was so there was writing for it there was music for it there was paintings for it I want, I'm, I'm excited so this is an album called Secret Path by Gord Downey cool. he's a Canadian uh, artist uh, he was the front man for the Tragically Hip oh okay um, but this is his solo work uh, the, the artwork is done by Jeff Lemire. Um, it has quite a few sort of illustrations to it. Sorry, this is sleeved up very nicely here. Haven't taken these out in a while. Uh, every song has its own lyric sheet, 
which has illustrations on it or whatever. Um, this is sort of a thematic album or what you would call a... Sorry, what do they call it when an album has a, a theme to it? Concept. Concept album, there you go. So it's about um, a Canadian story, like a true story that happened. Uh, back in the day, we used to have residential schools that were funded by Canadian churches and the Canadian government. Hmm. And they would take uh, Native American children from their homes and force them to assimilate into white Canada. Ah. So that basically set off uh, a string of, you know... Um, I mean, they didn't really do much about it until recently. They didn't really close down the schools until, I think, when 1986 was the last one was closed. Oh. Was there, um, but, was there a lot of, like, weird shit going on in these schools, or was it just, like, a regular, like, we're just assimilating you into, Cana into Canadian? According uh, to, I mean, you can only go by the stories that are told, and this is uh, sort of a retelling of one of the stories. Uh, so the boy that... Uh, Gord Downey chose to write for was uh, his name was Chenny Winjack and um, he had escaped one of these residential schools with his friends and he had walked along these train tracks to find his way home to you know it was 600 or what was it oh, sorry I, I, I posted it a while ago uh, it was quite a ways away Let's just say that. Mm. Um, so on his way to find his way home, he uh, he passed away. Mm. He was a 12-year-old boy. And he escaped this awful place where they. it's said that they were being beaten and they were, you know, had the only form of comfort they had was the other children there that knew what they were suffering with. Yeah. And, um, you know, I didn't go through this and I don't have any relatives who have told me that they've gone through it or anything like this. So I can't speak for them. But um, the story is up on YouTube. It's a whole animated illustration that um, it shows his story and it talks about uh, what's the name? What happened It Secret Path by Gord Downey. But, but what's the name of the video? Is it? Oh, well, if you search that, you'll find it. It'll come up. Secret Path. Yeah. Gordon, I'm just, I, I was thinking maybe we'll just play it in the background while we talk. Wow. Well, you yeah. might get copy striked. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to, I was going to turn the sound off. Okay. Yeah, well, you're right. Yeah, fuck that. Let's not do that. But um, <laughs> the the illustrations are, are interesting. They sort of just, uh, this one is called Seven Matches. It, it, it depicts an image of a few matches burning at the bottom. Mm -hmm. He, uh, this specific song talks about how the two children that he ran away from the uh, school with had found their way home, and when they made it there, well, it was his aunt and his uncle or something, or one of the other children's aunt or uncle, and they said, well, here's seven matches, and they put them in a little jar for him. Apparently they found the jar in his pocket and with burnt-up matches in it or something like that, and he had tried to light them to stay warm wow. because it was the middle of winter, apparently, when he left. Um, and all he had was a windbreaker, which is another one of the songs that it's a piece of art that sort of talks about, you know, how it's not a jacket. It doesn't keep him warm. It's just keeping the rain off of him. 
Anyway, this album's pretty deep and it's pretty sad. Yeah, no so shit. <laughs> if you, what a bummer. It is, it is my favorite piece of art, though. And if you mm. combine the back of all these, they come up with a little picture that you can make. Wow. That's really cool. So it's really my favorite piece of Canadian artwork. There uh, you go. Well, that it's was, multiple things. I think that was, a, that was a great answer, by the way. As a, as it exists as a like a video documentary, it exists as an al- album, it exists as a book, it exists mm. as illustrations, and it's a very great and important story. So yeah, I mean that, that is, is you know with all the stuff that's kind of going on in uh, America with um, you know rights and, and and you know BLM and all that. Has there been anything in Canada? kind of erupting like uh anything about you know about the the natives there or anything like because it just seems like this whole pandemic has given the world a reason to be upset and and rightfully so uh but you know like it just sort of i don't know has there been any protest up there i'm not sure i don't stay up on canada there there was a few sort of protests but um it didn't really like there wasn't any riots or anything like that up here. Mm, yeah, only Americans um, know how to riot real good. <laughs> if you want, you can skip to about halfway through that, and you'll see the artist version of the illustrations. Um, but there hasn't been much going on as far as um, protests or anything like that, as far as I know. I haven't uh, seen anything happening, or at least the Canadian broadcasting companies haven't you know, been showing us that. Again, I don't watch too much news, mm. but uh, there's no boarded-up windows here, yeah. as far as I know. So the shops are still open, but people just want you to maintain your distance. And yeah. some people don't care. Some people don't care at all. There's still people that are like, you know, fuck this and whatever. And everybody has their own rights. And I don't think that it's hard for anybody to understand that if you don't want to wear a mask, then you're not going to. And if you're going by what human rights say, then you have to respect that. I'm not going to force somebody who doesn't want to wear a mask to wear a mask, but I'm, again, not exactly... I have, like, eight of them, and I keep them in my pockets usually. I make Mm -hmm. sure I have one every time I go out. You know, my kid's sort of high risk, just in case we got to sort of stay away from that, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, I came down with a cough a couple weekends ago because we stayed up at my dad's trailer for the weekend and it got real cold at night and I got a cough and my kid got the sniffles and we got so worried for a few and um, I don't want to go near a hospital because I'm afraid that if I don't have it that I'll get it. Yeah. You know, I don't want to go near anybody to get a test, like a test done because if I don't have it, I might get it. And, you know, I try to stay away from as many people as I can and if I can avoid going somewhere then I avoid going I spend most of my time in my house I only go to the store once every couple of days if I need something and if I don't then well you're gonna stay home <laughs> I might go for a bike ride but uh, you know I wear a mask even when I'm doing that usually yeah I, I throughout this whole pandemic I've been you know as I've been talking to people around the world I've been just being like this for artists and for for musicians this is this is like everyday life, <laughs> like like not talking to people and staying home and staying in your hole and just working on your own shit. 
this is what yeah. I do anyway. <laughs> like I mentioned to Raina last night that I started streaming. I accidentally got the date wrong when I said it. Uh, 2019, September. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was playing the games first because everybody was playing games. And I thought, oh, well, I love playing games. I'll, I'll play games and let people watch me. And I, I noticed that, A, people didn't seem to be enjoying the content. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't, B, I wasn't very talkative. Um, that's probably why they didn't stay if somebody came by. Yeah. But uh, C, people expected things of me. <laughs> and don't you don't expect something of an artist. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll do what they please, when they please. Yeah. And again, I don't really consider myself an artist, but at the time, you know, I didn't really go by that either. So, but it was... Well, I, I just don't have any purpose for that, you know? Mm. And um, I lost my head for a second there. Oh, I forgot where I was going with, with my topic, but... It's okay. Basically, uh, I noticed pretty quick that um, gaming wasn't going to work out for me. So I had to stop and step back for a bit because it was overwhelming me to stream a game every day and have nobody show up and to try to be entertaining when you don't want to be entertaining or when you weren't feeling like you were entertaining or right. when you weren't feeling like being entertaining yeah. it was very hard. Yeah. It was draining and it was stressing me out and I just had to let go of it. And I said, okay, well, if I want to game and stream, I'll game and stream, but I'm not going to do it for people that are watching so if they expect something of me that's a little bit too bad so i basically gave up gaming i still have a separate channel for gaming but mm. i really don't touch it too often it kind of it doesn't scare me as much as making like a, approaching a new project or something like that but i i I'm, i made a deal with myself that if I ever became popular enough on Twitch to have a following, that I would never be applying for partner. Mm. And Why? it's kind of the same. Well, it's kind of the same reason that I haven't accepted money up until now for any artwork that I've done mm. or any con- contribution to anything. And it's just that I'm making what I want to make because I want to make it, yeah. not because I want money for it, not because I want you here, but because I I feel like doing it. Yeah. And if if you're here to enjoy it with me, then you're here to enjoy it with me. And if you're not, then okay. Move on. I'm not going to push anything on anybody. Uh, When somebody asks me for my website, I'm like, okay, but there's not much there. Uh, Okay, but I'm not that good. Hmm. Okay, but... You know, whatever. Okay, but well, this. Well, I mean, you know, and I'm not because I'm only saying this because you're you're putting it out there yourself. But when I asked you to come on the show, you asked me if I was sure. Yeah. And I was just like, well, I fucking asked. <laughs> I was, you don't like go out of your way to reach out to somebody and ask them to do something just to be like, well, now that you mention it, go fuck yourself, Valo. I you you haven't accomplished enough things for me to validate your voice. To be heard you know like it's just like that's that's not how it works for me you know actually um th- this is a kind of a good segue because with podcasting it can get kind of weird and um 
you know, and, and like reaching out to people is weird. I'm, I'm sure you're having fun with all that. And especially because I know where you're coming from, especially with, you know, I'm going to get off this bummer ass fucking cartoon. <laughs> this is like really bumming me out. It is a little bit of a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> Kid doesn't make it home. Yeah, I know. Ugh, I just, Freezes to death. I'm not even. Okay. Just so we know. He was Wait. 12. Sad. And, and this is based on a real story, right? That's or, or oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's even worse. Um, but but the but stri- you know like stressing out. First of all, I respect the fact that you've walked away from that because the stress of streaming is real. Gonna have to check out the podcast later for show. Um, uh, the oh, I forgot what it was. Oh yeah, the stress of this is super real because when I first started streaming, like it, I was a mess. I was like, it took me like six, seven hours to get prepared. Like, mm. I, and like, I was like bitchy all morning and like my wife was just like, oh God, it's stream day. Here we go. And, and <laughs> everybody's just like, okay, it's not that big of a deal. Why are you freaking out like this? And it's just because there's so much involved in it. And then, you know, and plus I'm, I'm reaching out to people and, uh, and, and sometimes you don't even want to talk to people, even if it's online, you know, and you sometimes, and so reaching out to people is weird. And so I had these guests on. And I'm not gonna name names because I don't wanna I don't wanna fucking call them out. But I had them on the show on the stream, and um, like a couple days later, I got an email from somebody in regards to this. And and, and I get a lot of weird emails, anyways. I've gotten like I've gotten hate email where they're like specifically talking about specific timestamps of of the episode, like throughout the whole episode there's timestamps. so this person went through and and wrote hate throughout the whole thing and by the end of it i'm just like well you listen to the whole fucking podcast that's like all i give a shit about like i don't <laughs> like you got through the whole podcast just to complain so you know it gets weird and i don't know if you've dealt with this yet have you have you had to deal with any like weirdness with your guests or anything or emails or anything yet no, but I'm checking my Gmail now. <laughs> like, but maybe. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't. No, I don't. I don't. I've never got that. I've only, I'm only seven episodes and it's very young what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, that's okay. That I mean, and that's another reason why I wanted you on is because you, but, do, you do. It's a new podcast and I want to help you get. Why am I cutting in and out? my headphones but you know like you're a new podcast and i want to shine some light on it so you know that was another reason but i want to appreciate that i want to read this and i'm gonna blank out some names and stuff so it's not i'm not calling anybody out because i don't want because i don't want it to blow back on my guests because I, i respect my guests and i think they're awesome and and i don't first i want to preface this is that what i'm about to read you is i i I, I've looked through the evidence, and I have I have I have I vetted this, and I made mm-hmm. sure I got both sides of the story before I'm even doing this. So, yeah. I am on the side of my guests. So, here you go. To whom it to whom this may concern. On your last episode, you had guests that did not tell the whole story of how they came to be. In fact, they are leaving out a very big part of their story. I'd like to come on to your show and make some blistering corrections about the formation of their band and also, more importantly, how the songs they stole are not all they stole. They are liars, but mostly the blah, blah, blah 
Uh, and, and then they go into a, a short description and, and then the name of the person. And then at the end it says, lame, good day, good sir. Okay, now this is, I, I, I'm, I'm going to show you just because, but do you see that how the text is? Do you see how big that is? Like that's how this person wrote this to me. Oh, no, no, it keeps going, Adam. It keeps going. There's more. So I say, hi, blank. Thanks for reaching out. You were making some strong accusations, so I wanted to get a little more info. Are you a musician yourself? How are you related to the band? Do you have an EPK? <laughs> Which I asked all my guests if they have EPKs. Um, right. And he wanted to come onto the show, so I'm just like, well, bitch, what do you got? Uh, and so, do you have an EPK? Look forward to hearing back, Mike. Um, so, they respond, a musician, Yes. Unfortunately, that is what I have been subjugated to here. But ultimately, a leader, a shifter, I can explain. It will make sense. With will underlined. I am connected to this pity of a band and that they, in that they ha have what is mine and still, still won't give it back. I just think it's funny that they are inherently thieves and then, then at that point, copy not one, but two songs to become not even famous. They're not even using what's mine for what can really, really be done, especially now. I do not have an EPK. Where I am from or go generally, that is useless. But you can listen to this. I guess it will suffice to what? To entice you? Is that, what, is that what you were looking for from me? Something interesting for you and your fans? All I want is for your fans to understand that they simply, that simply put, were lied to for three hours or such about the nature of your guests' reasons, oh, the nature of your guests' reasons for being where they are. It is not some viral video. It is so, so much more than that. So... This is what this fucking freak um, wrote me back. And first of all, I'm just sitting there like, why is this dude writing to me like some Tolkien fucking little bitch? Like, 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 why is he talking to me like he's a wizard? Like, I don't right. <laughs> like, fucking just talk to me, homie. So I say, I say, hi, blank. Thanks for sending me the tune. You are a fucking shredder. Respect. And just, just to be fair, he did send me a song. And he fucking shreds. Legit fucking shreds. Um, not taking it away from the dude. I don't have people on because of viral videos, Grammys, or even because they're musicians. I go off vibe. And honestly, I liked blank and blank. And they seem genuine. I don't know what happened between y'all, but I don't think airing it publicly is the right solution, or at least not on my platform. The fact remains that they were... The fact remains that they were first to the egg. Their names are on the album and video. I don't know how you could prove these accusations other than hearsay or what. Old recordings, demos. The music and the video are out, and unless you have rights to the song, what is there other than resentment and spite? And that's not my vibe. Uh, I appreciate you reaching out, but I'll have to pass. I really do hope that this is just a misunderstanding and you guys are able to handle it in a reasonable manner. Regards, Mike. And then no response. So I, um, I, uh, you know, 
I'm being respectful, and and when people write me on the show and and all that, I'm very very respectful for to them, and, and even if it's hateful, you know, even if mm. it's just like I think what you are doing is is the devil's work, you know, I'll be like, well, go with God, you know, be gone with you. But I'm nice. I'm nice about it. I, I'm a, I try to be nice. And so when he came back with that shitty little verbiage. I was just I, I I really had to resist for being like, listen, fuck face, why don't you go eat a dick, you stupid fuck? You know, like the whole thing, you know. So, There's that, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I can I can imagine that um on the end of it, like when you were you know, when you finish reading that, you're boiling. Yeah, it was because like who the fuck? A lot is of this the time guy? you know there's for art, like even a piece of writing, just as simple as an email can hey, be Robbie. considered art. But um, when you're writing <laughs> something, <laughs> if you stop and you shift your mood, mm. like I, the I was writing something a couple nights ago, and I uh, got up and I walked away. I went and had dinner, and then I went out for my smoke after dinner, and you know something during that time frame ticked me a little, and I was mad when I came back to my computer and sat down to write again, mm. and I noticed that, and I said to myself, "Oh fuck, why am I mad?" Yeah. Is there a reason why I'm mad, or am I just mad because that happened? Am I still mad? Yeah. Why am I? Am, it, it was reflecting in what I was writing, and I was like, I don't. I'm not trying to reflect onto my art what I'm doing, like, I, like I, what I'm feeling. Yeah. Like, there's sometimes where you know it's important. Like, if you're painting a picture, and you want to, if I was painting a picture of a lake, and I stepped away, and I got angry. And I came back and I looked at that picture and I was like, I want that fucking lake to be red. <laughs> if you think that's a good idea, then it's a good idea. But you might inflict the artwork in such a way that it wasn't before. You might have had the idea that it was supposed to be a nice, uh, a nice day at the side of a lake and it looks nice and peaceful. But then it turns out to be some blistering lava pit with demons bubbling beside the the sides of it or something like who knows well you know but, oh please finish but yeah it's just about evolution and how we perceive how we feel if you become aware that you're feeling a certain way like this guy with his anger if he would have noticed that he was being spiteful mm. and be like shit man why am i being so fucking spiteful what's done is done yeah and he could have moved on past that and not not emailed you and then it wouldn't have been this whole situation that happened but yeah. if it's about being aware of yourself when you're breathing or dipping your brush into that paint if you're aware that you're dipping into red because you're angry then you you might paint something different than you would if you're sitting there just angry and want to ruin the painting that you've made because you're angry yeah no, my wife is really, really strict on that shit. If vibes aren't right for her, she's just like, I'm out. It's part of the reason why we, we start our own stream separately is because my energy is crazy, fucking fluctuating all over the place. Hers is pretty calm most of the time, you know what I mean? So she has a very even thing going on, whereas I'm just like, wah, 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 you know, it's just everywhere all at yeah. once. And, 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 <laughs> and so she was like, I can't handle that vibe. And she's like, that vibe cannot be projected out into the world because this is it's her name it's her face mostly it's her music 
And that, you know, like she, it, 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 it doesn't just stop there. It's not just the streams or anything. I mean, it's like anything she approaches, if they're like, don't put those, she, she says, don't put your bad vibes into my work. You know, that's just mm-hmm. something she'll say. Don't bring those bad vibes over here because it will reflect. It does reflect on what you're trying to create. And if yeah. that's not what you want, then, then it's, it's the wrong move. You got to figure out a new way. Like this kid, this fucking, whoever the fuck this person is, who, who's just spitefully and angry because they got a viral video. You know, like the thing is that he's accusing for me. I, I take, I take stealing really serious, you know, like, so like for me, I, at first I'm just like, well, holy shit. Did I just invest three hours into some thieves? But that's not the vibes who I had, you know what I mean? Like, cause, I mean, because you do yeah. have to question it. You do have to be like, oh, shit. So I, I went and asked the band himself. I was like, hey, I just want you to know that someone's out there saying this shit, and I just want to comment on it. And they're like, he um, apparently he was like somebody who was in their band um, years, like a couple years ago. Yeah, and wrote that, a couple songs, and they still used them afterwards, or something like that. So, yeah, it, I know that same old story. But it was, but it wasn't even that. He's. They said that. They said that. They think that he thinks that they stole some magical guitar, like uh, it's some magic guitar, right? Um, like they think that there's a. They stole this magical guitar from, him, and he was like, "Dude, I paid him." That's a script for a movie, actually. It's, it's a pick, but it's a script for a movie. There's a pick. There's a guitar pick that's supposed to make. Pick of Destiny with Jack Black. Oh, no, yeah. that's an actual thing. Oh, this magical thing exactly. exists, and it makes me a better musician. Yeah. There's no such thing. You know what makes you a better musician? Fucking practice. Yeah. Fucking effort. Fucking, you know, putting yourself into it. Yeah, Knowing that you have to put yourself into it yeah. is the first step. No, I agree, Nimoy. I, I did feel bad for him after all said was said, was said and done, because this guy's sitting there really, uh, you know, he's making himself suffer. And one thing I've learned about, especially trying to get past anger and especially trying to get past, you know, just holding on to these negative thoughts about myself is is not doing these negative loops in your head, right? Like where you're just circling the same bad neighborhoods in your head, just keep circling the block. You circle the block, you keep circling it, and you just working yourself up. And before you know it, it's like three hours have gone by and you're fucking seething. And the next person you talk to, and whether you're mad or, or whatever you're feeling towards that person, it doesn't matter because it comes doesn't out like, matter. what the fuck do you, you know, like, it comes out like that. That used to happen to me all the time. And that's exactly what I was talking about with being angry at you know just for no reason like i it was it was about like gaming too the gaming was also getting me angry if i wasn't winning i was getting upset because i wasn't winning and then that would make me angry and lash out at the next person that spoke to me and that's not okay and i knew that wasn't okay well i mean i guess at first i didn't because i did it for quite a while and i didn't acknowledge it so i didn't like well, sometimes Change you don't get it. Do hey, lovely. Thanks, thanks for stopping by. Good to see you. Um, the, well, the, the you, sometimes you don't even realize you do it. I and mean, for the most part, for a lot of people, they don't even realize that they're doing that. They don't realize that they're, uh, that they're driving themselves insane. You know, a lot of people mm. don't take that time and don't like see it. And it's just, it's, some people don't ever bring their head out of the sand. And they're just constantly doing the same shit. And that's when it can come full circle in a bad way, right? Because it just you keep falling and making the same mistakes over and over again instead of recognizing them and facing them and moving past them. 
Well, there's an author that I recently started speaking with who's going to be on my podcast, oh, right. hopefully within the next month or so. Um, but he sort of... Uh, it's weird because I think we sort of inspired each other for for a few moments. I don't know whether it lasted or not. Uh, he certainly inspires me with some of his work. But uh, let me grab his book, please. His name is uh, Dave Bushmeyer. Um, this is his book here. It's uh, called Oneness. Sweet. And he makes these art prints. Um, they're they're really rather. Strange, trippy. Yeah. Um, he has like accompanying, uh, you know, words to it. This is sort of a simplistic book. It's very, it's like 38 pages, something like that here. Let's see, 45 pages. So it's a very simplistic book, and it's sort of meditation uh, guidelines. Um, so I'll just, I'll just read a couple pages. So it just says, silence is necessary. Stillness is necessary. Emptiness is necessary. And peace is necessary. Love is the natural state. Love and light are synonymous. Beauty reveals itself in the natural state, which is openness. You know, that kind of thing. Mm. Um, just sort of like mindful words of wisdom. Mm. And... He's been meditating, um, he's like, I wouldn't call him a teacher, but he's, as, as I've been slowly getting into Duncan, I've been opening myself to more open people that are, you know, in a general mindset in the same state. I've been getting a little more spiritual and trying to find people that are a little more open to that idea and stuff. Um, and Dave has been meditating for... 20 years with six of them being off because of some trauma and it, it, you know, perfectly understanding. But he said to me that I told him that I started, you know, getting on this spiritual journey for myself because and it's, as much of, as much of it is a spiritual journey as it is an artist's journey, because like I said, I, I'm starting to open myself up more because of this whole, path that I've been taking. Um, he, he said that he was envious of my foresight because I said I started uh, stream or not streaming. Lost my, my fucking head again. I started uh, this spiritual journey mm -hmm. because I had the foresight of knowing that I was going to be facing some very tough times in the future. And that I need to come to terms with them now, and that I need to ground myself, like uh, like I was saying earlier. And if I don't come to terms with some of this stuff, then it's going to shatter me later on. Yeah. And I'm a, I'm aware of it now, but I'm not. My feet aren't on the ground yet. So we're going to work towards that, you know, and be a better person. I say we, I mean me. But um. No, but we all yeah. should be doing that. We, we all should be. We all yeah. are going to do that. We're not going to should. We all are going to be better people than we were the day before. It is, it, you know, no, that, I mean, that's the thing. It's, it's all about these small increments, I feel like. Like, the fact that you recognize it, is, is that's good enough for today, right? Like, I've recognized it and I've addressed it. And maybe I recognize my anger, but it got the best of me. Okay, try again tomorrow. Etch a sketch. Ch -ch 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 -ch. 
shit, right? And it's right. Like, oh, God damn it. It's it's very good to acknowledge that kind of thing, though. If yeah. you can, it, it's like that. It's just you know, it's live life steps. day by day. Yeah. If you steps. live your life day by day, then you can, you know, acknowledge what you did, maybe right or maybe wrong, the first day, and then work off of that or work towards bettering yourself for the next day. Yeah. And those are easy to acknowledge, but hard to make yourself aware of. Yeah. Once you are aware that you need to, you know, take your take your time with the things and start working on them, it's easy to acknowledge, okay, well, there's this thing also that needs work, mm-hmm. and I'm not doing this the correct way, or I could be putting more of whatever into such and such, and it would make it maybe a little better. And I didn't like how I added uh, a bit of hate or spiteful words to my commentary on such and such. Next time I approach such and such a thing, I will be more rational mm. or whatever, you know? Yeah. And I just do. have that that outlook on things when you approach them, then you'll understand more that everything is going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah, for and, sure. Um, I, I, I really opened up, sorry, I, sorry to cut you off, but no, I want to no. bring up a, a point here. You had a guest on a while ago, and I had asked him to be on my podcast, and he had said, oh, that's awesome. I've already been asked by somebody to be on their podcast. Sure, I'll be on your podcast after I do theirs. And so this was Aaron Goldberg. Mm-hmm. And he's become a very, very good friend of mine. Aww. And uh, I love Aaron. I'm he's so awesome. very glad to have him as a friend. But on my birthday, he wrote a song for me. Just, just off the top of his head, and just because in his chat I said that it was my birthday, he turned the whole song that he was jamming into this wonderful, wonderful thing. And um, man, I wish I could play it for you. Is I could, that the, I is, that the is that the intro for your um, podcast? The- no, he did that. I just that was just like random too. He just yeah. started that out of nowhere. Yeah, he's good. And I was that. like, whoa, yeah, no, he's no, great. Anybody, yeah. I, if anybody's not aware of who we're talking about, I'm gonna give a shout out to Aaron oh, right now. Please do. Aaron is incredible. He is a live improvise. He's an improv improvised live loops, and he he's a multi instrumentalist, and he fucking murders. I mean, I am not joking. Like I, when I first started getting into Twitch, I was trying to, um, I was doing the same thing. And before I even knew who Aaron was, you know, I was trying to do the same thing. And then I realized, and I started seeing him and I was like, how could I ever compete with this guy? Cause, cause right. I, I wasn't planning on having guests every show, but it's just the way it seems to be work best. Sorry. There's buzzing there. I gave you some buzz. I'm sorry. Sure, no problem. No problem. But he, uh, he just has such a vibe. His whole chat is, is vibe. Like his discords vibe. Like it's just, it's cool, man. He's just this hippie kid from LA just fucking making live loops making beats freestyle rapping singing it's cool it's really cool you guys definitely i'm just going to play a clip of this because i have it up now let's do it let's do it (laughs) 
just jamming this, and he just decided he was going to turn it into my birthday song. How'd that make you feel? You got it, my brother. Said happy birthday to you. There's something he says in here that explains exactly how it made me feel. But Out I... of all the channels, this is the one that you choose to spend your time in hanging out with us. Yeah, we out in the shed. Everyone talking about the high bus. Happy birthday to you. Appreciate it. Hopefully it is a special day, my dude. Anyway, I, I wanted to get to the part, but I couldn't find it exactly. Let That's me okay. Pull that out. Uh, he says, since I know you're going to watch this on days that aren't your birthday, and he was right, um, he said, I just want you to know that everything's going to be okay, and you are loved. And just hearing him, it wasn't it wasn't hearing him say that, but it, the whole song yeah. just made me feel loved, that's and that's very special to me. And uh, that's why he's become a very special guy to me. So I'm very grateful to have Aaron as a friend. Yeah, yeah, Aaron's an amazing human being, just absolutely amazing. Um, the sorry to shift the topic to him no, for a no, minute. No, 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 it, it's it's totally mutual fine. guest on both of our podcasts. Exactly. I thought it would be all right. Yeah, for that's us a good tie. Talk about good him for a second. I've, I absolutely no. I, I I love Aaron. I love the I love that everything he does is in this moment. You know what I mean? Like everything so is just in the moment, and like, with the music, just who he is in that moment is just. I love that idea of capturing a moment and then just disposing of it. And, and he doesn't dispose of all that stuff either. I know he goes back through and sort of resamples and, and makes them into songs. But, I mean, for a majority of that stuff, he's just, it's just, he does it and he just goes away. You know what I mean? It's just like you leave it at, it's like you go work out. You leave your sweat at the gym and then you just yeah. go on with your day and with nothing really other than like the 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 the, the fact that you just, gave so many people these this is amazing experience together it's just very interesting yeah thank you for that thank you i think Rocky. he's just starting to uh get that is that he's he's just starting to understand how amazing the quality of stream he can deliver hmm. i think i mean he knows that now but i think it was it was a few before he sort of understood why we were always coming hmm. so i talked to him uh and told him He's the reason that I've sort of opened up. Wow. Like, Duncan Duncan has been an important part of everything that I'm doing right now. And just so everyone Aaron, knows, he's talking about Duncan Trussell, who is a comedian. He's, a, yeah, he's sort of like a sage comedian. He runs with, like, the, the JRE crew, uh, Joe Rogan. He's got, like... like He's he's got like four years in psychology, so he's also pretty smart. Oh, he's incredibly um, intelligent. But, um, yeah, as far as art goes, like I watched the Midnight Gospel mm. on Netflix. Oh my God, so good. Co-creator of the Midnight Gospel, obviously, uh, Duncan Trussell, Pendleton Ward. But um, it, I, it, I leave the math out there for people to do. But I finished the series on May eighth. Uh, which was 
Canadian Mother's Day. Canadian Mother's Day. I didn't know Canadian. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's American Mother's Day as well, but it's. It, I it think was it Mother's is. Amer- I think it is American uh, Mother's Day as well. It's somewhere in anyway, there. Anyway, the last episode is a very hard episode to watch, especially if you've lost your mother before. Mm. And I lost my mother in '09, so yeah. it hit it hit home when I watched oh, that wow. episode. Oh wow! So you're young. You're very young. Yeah, I was pretty young when that happened. I mean, I'm 31 now, right. but that's still that's like 10 years ago. So I was 21 when right. my mom died. That's still a very young um, age to lose a, lose your mother. Yeah, there was some some shit going down with the family, and so it was kind of a broken home. Mm. But uh. You know, that's uh, when when I watched Midnight Gospel, it especially when, I, like I said, I hit that last episode. Well, I was like, okay, well, I know I have to. Um, like I don't know, the, there's lessons in the episodes in that show, like just so many. Yeah. And they're just. It's like when you're talking on a podcast, you talk about things, and then. When you have somebody to bounce an idea off of, you come up with not necessarily a conclusion, but another possible idea that you can try out or whatever. Yeah. And when when I when I sort of heard uh, these, I, I I didn't listen to the DTFH. I've listened to Joe Rogan and stuff before I found Duncan, but I didn't really listen to the DTFH. But when I heard Duncan speaking, so the way that he does about things, it made me know that I had to, I mean, not actively track him down, but I was like, okay, I have to know more about this guy. And then I found his podcast mm. and I was like, he's been on Joe Rogan 39 times, oh, wow. not including not. Yeah. The most out of any guest, I think. And the, not including the series they did. Um, the shrimp parade. Well, yeah, um, that's 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 uh, the shrimp parade is part of. Uh, What's that guy's name? Doctor something. Doctor Phil. Not Doctor Phil, but it's the doctor, the tra- tangentially, transcendentally, the guy who was part of the shrimp parade. Duncan, it's Joe Rogan, and the third guy who's a sex doctor. I'm sorry, I'm not, I I completely sure I interrupted anyway. your fucking train of thought. Just to say that yeah, dumb probably. sentence. <laughs> but um, no, I was familiar more with the Joe Rogan experience and stuff, and I didn't think I'd seen an episode with Duncan on it until I started Googling who the hell he was mm. after the Midnight Gospel. So this was like all relatively within the past few months. Wow. And now he's somebody who's going to be on my podcast. So <laughs> it's it. You, when, you know when you're taking a step in the right direction when you set a goal for yourself and you achieve it within a couple of months. Yeah. And when I saw Midnight Gospel and I found out about his podcast and stuff, I was like, I'm going to make a podcast. Hmm. And I made a guest list. And I, I, I said, okay, here are some people that I want on. I made a relative, like, some people that I know that are musicians, some people that are in bands that are musicians, some people that are sort of digital artists that are you know, on Twitch or whatever that I can sort of bring on my podcast. And at the end of the list, I put Duncan Trussell. Unobtainable. See, now that that list, I'm just going to type it in here. That's list. Now that list is much longer. There are a lot of people who are unconfirmed. 
But Duncan's still at the bottom, and it's green with a check mark and says unconfirmed date. So to see that physically in front of me, and to know that like there's a person that was on this list that are like unobtainable for somebody who doesn't even know what they're doing. Mm. I must be taking a step in the right direction. I must be doing something right. Yeah, absolutely. So, I, I truly believe that when you start running towards your fears and the anxieties that have been holding you back your entire life, I truly believe as soon as you start running at that and confronting that, that's when your path really starts to reveal itself because you cannot see your path with shit weighing you down with these that this, this this nonsense these these terrible thoughts about yourself and 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 anger and and just this seething visceral hatred you'd get just from you know reading an email you know like these things hold you back from from progressing and, and that reminds me of a video i saw of uh Oh, do you have any other unattainable uh, guests? Oh, I Anyone do. Wants to know? <laughs> yeah, me too. I got, I got a whole gang of them. <laughs> Let me see here. Um, there's a rapper on Twitter. He's not quite unobtainable. He's a YouTube rapper. Mm -hmm. But uh, I asked him, and he said maybe later, because I think he was just sort of having a, a down day. Is it the Dappa rapper? No, his name is Sage. Oh. Uh, he's kind of small, but a lot of people compare him to Eminem, which I don't think is fair because he's not trying to be like Eminem. He's just composed that way. He's just white. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so a couple of bigger, uh, more unobtainable people are uh, Sean Ono Lennon. Oh, nice. John Lennon's son. Uh, he's a big science enthusiast, and I want to talk to him about a couple things. Um Let's see here. Uh, Brian May, uh, lead guitarist from Queen. Mm, that's uh, a he's one. a he's an astrophysicist. Yeah, I I I I, I, I heard about that. That's funny. Professor Michio Kaku, who's uh, also a professor of physics yeah. and theoretical physicist. That's that's um, a good one. Let's see here. One that is kind of unconfirmed and well, it's definitely unconfirmed and is kind of unattainable is Matthew K. Hafey from Trivium, the lead singer, frontman from Trivium, mm. the metal band. Uh, he's he's very famous. He's been in his band for 20 years, but I, I've been in his stream for two of those years. So I'm hoping that I'm, I might be able to convince him to come on. Okay. Uh, Russell Peters is a Russell comedian. Peter. Yeah, I know Russell I Peter. met him because he he's grew Canadian. up in my hometown. Yay. He grew up in, he came from Brampton. He's, Brampton. That's where I am. Where's right Brampton? Now. Like, is uh, it near? just just south west of Toronto. Oh, cool. You know, you're not that far from me at all. You're like four now, hours away. No, my from friend me. was saying eight hours, but you're in Ohio. Yeah. He was saying about eight hours, but I, that's probably with no oh, toll roads. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you're, maybe you're right. Maybe I'm completely wrong. I, no, but, I love um, Toronto. Yeah, have you been city. here? Yeah. I haven't really traveled outside of Canada, so I can't say the same for the U.S. Yeah. I mean, but Canada, well, I mean, Canada, when, when we were 19, we used to go up to Windsor and fucking get hayed and get fucked up because you could drink at 19 in Canada. And at yeah. the time, you could buy um, you could buy the, the coating, Tylenol with coating in it. So we'd yeah. go up there and fucking get tanked, just cause a ruckus and get kicked out. 
of the country. There's a few. <laughs> there's a few other people that I have on my list that are unobtainable, but uh, there's other people that are like less unattainable and more plausible, like uh, some Twitch musicians that I have mm-hmm. on here, um, like Hugo Maru. He's mm-hmm. a, a Twitch musician as well. Um, Davey five hundred four. Obviously, we know who that guy is. Hey, slap, uh, slap. Herman Lee from Dragon Force is also unattainable, but he's a Twitch streamer as well. Anyway, enough with my guest list. One of the things I wanted to say was you were talking about, um, you know, running at your anxieties and uh, facing your fears and Mm. stuff like that. I had seen a video a couple days ago. I'm just going to copy the title of it. I want you to pull it up on your stream if you can, please. Of course. It it reminded me of this uh, when you said, you know, running at your anxieties oh, oh, and you like didn't this. um you don't have permission to do that sorry man here can you whisper to me are you able to do that or or send I it just, to i just put the title in the chat i didn't oh, oh, put oh, the, oh, oh thank you thank you i'm so sorry. I can copy the title that i said there thank you buddy i thank you for explaining that to me hey northbound happy monday no thanks problem. for stopping in you know i my 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 simple brain will be like oh i will see a link that i can just push and then go yeah yeah you speak English, good. We speak English, good. <laughs> Is it two links? Uh, yeah, two links in Ontario. Have an intense conversation. That okay, well, uh, let's let's switch to the the the, the other one. All right. So, are we doing this with sound or without sound? You can do it with sound. There's no music or anything. Okay. That's the one. We'll we'll keep the we'll keep the. So, they're having a territorial dispute here. They sound like humans. They almost, they butt heads and then one of them swats at the other one. This is so freaking cool. That's so cool. Who, who runs into this? Right here. Wait. Right. Right here. I'm gonna touch her. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So that reminds me of like facing your anxieties. You're not gonna see that path unless you get past them. Right. That was hilarious. It's awesome. It's not just hilarious, but it's very it's cool. A, it's amazing it, because this... I didn't know that links sounded like that until I saw that video. You know, I and... think I've seen like people put the links, those the voice, the voices of a links to like women and stuff, where they'll be like, like yeah. or at well, least... that sounded to me like uh, like almost like the fucking like they were werewolves or something, <laughs> like they were just humans as animals and they were just going <laughs> claws came out. Right. Hell yeah. Um, and so I'm sorry. How? Okay. So you you're you're saying you'll never face it if you don't get past those blocks in your own because you know the maybe one I don't know whose territory who claimed what on this video, but uh, if you plan on moving in on someone else's territory, you're gonna have to sort of elbow your way in and, and right because and I, you'll notice he's like those two links they look almost exactly like each other mm-hmm. and to me it feels like looking in a mirror when you have to face uh, your fears or your anxiety primal and instinct bro right you got that primal instinct just like Rafi said yeah, and you've yeah, got to know you've got to come after that like it's taking either trying to come in on your territory 
or you need more territory. Mm -hmm. You need to look for food elsewhere because your territory isn't providing enough. Right. So it's the same with a conflict inside of you when you've got to you've got to shift every time. You know, you got to from time to time you've got to make more room yeah. for whatever. And uh, you know, I feel like I'm expanding when I when I talk to Duncan. I feel like I'm growing, mm -hmm. and it's not. Duncan Trussell, again, I'm clarifying. Uh, it's not just Duncan. It's these these people that I've been being around because of speaking with him and, and uh, acknowledging facts about myself that I wouldn't have seen without him sort of giving me that loop about and coming back to the, the point. <clears throat> One of the things that he talks about is uh, when he approached his meditation teacher, the first thing that his meditation teacher told him was, this is hopeless that there's no point in trying to be a better person because you're you, you are who you are now and if you want to be better that's great but it's hopeless to want that yeah so as long as your intention is pure I mean, as far as my intention goes, I want to create something so that I enjoy it. And I want to do it well enough so that other people can enjoy it too. And it's not just something that when I hear it, I go, oh, I like that. Yeah. So it's not that I want to, I'm not going to play my guitar and shred some Jimi Hendrix solo, but I can make something over top of a backing track that might sound to me like a Jimi Hendrix solo. Mm -hmm. But it's because of the conception I have in my head of what art is and what art isn't. Though, again, I say on my website, the lines about that kind of thing are sort of drawn in sand for me, mm -hmm. very easily manipulated. So it's not, you can't tell me what art is and what art isn't. Like I have this uh, wood panel wall. I'm just going to take my camera sure. and move it here. This wood panel wall here. Mm -hmm. And this was my room when we moved into this house 24 years ago. And I moved out of this room and... I moved into two other rooms, and there was art all over the light. It's un it's unreal. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, this panel on the wall here has so many different patterns and intricacies in it that I've never even noticed before. And somebody spent their time, whether it's not real wood, so it's like a, like a vinyl finish. It's just a plastered piece that's put up on the wall and nailed to it. But... Somebody took time to, whether it was just shaving it or whatever, to make that design on there. Whether it was natural or whatever, they took their time to do that. And it's a piece of art. And I've never sat here and appreciated that. Hmm. There's lots of things in this world that, just because, I bet the person who made that was really proud of themselves, you know? Yeah. It, it looks really nice up there. But I bet you that 90% of the people who have been in this room wouldn't appreciate that. 
Yeah. And they would just sort of look over it because it's not anything special. It's just a part of the wall. But when I create stuff, to me, I have this conception that, okay, this sounds good. But it's not necessarily in tune or in key with, you know, whatever. And it's not necessarily like I put up a post from my SoundCloud that uh, Duncan allowed me to use a sample of his voice on. Duncan Trussell, again, clarifying. Um, Thank you. And I played a little bit of guitar on it, but I used... I didn't use my drums to make the beat. I used uh, my phone and an app on my phone, a drum pad machine that has a BPM setting. And I just sort of set the beat on there and I played my guitar to it. And I didn't... It was one take. I did one take of the guitar and then I did sort of a backing guitar to it that I sort of lowered the volume on. And then I used my keyboard, my MPK sampler MIDI thing, to uh, sample his voice. And I put it in there, and he was, it's just talking. He says, um, this is me making art. This is me not making art. What is that boundary? Hmm. And then he says, you know, make stuff, keep making stuff, even if it's not good. And it sort of repeats this over and over while the beat plays, and then my guitar comes in near the end. And it's not great. I really, you know, I wouldn't say it's great at all. But it's on my site, and it's on my SoundCloud, and it's uh, it's called Make Stuff, and it's there for anybody who wants to listen to it, but it's, again, it's not special. It's just art, and I wanted to do it, and like I said, it was one take, and I wasn't like, oh, I need to re-record these guitar parts because they don't sound good. Mm. I was like, okay, well, that's fine. They're in time. I, I did a little bit of editing because they weren't in time because the, the DAW that I use pushes like two milliseconds ahead. I know exactly what you're talking... Are you using Logic? No, actually, I hate Logic. <laughs> I do too. I fucking hate Logic. I, but that's Logic all is the stuff of nightmares, and I avoid it with all costs. So calls. was Ableton at first, but... Well, I like I, I, there's a free software that I use. Raptor. There was limitations to it. Oh, I use Audacity. Oh, Audacity's cool. That's yeah. so weird, because I used to have that problem in Logic, and it ended up being a... Fuck, was it a buffering issue? I know exactly what issue you had because it is. you For you audacity is definitely a buffering you issue. You have to record it and then you have to go realign it every microsecond. Fucking t- oh my god! And then I finally had to reach out to a friend and they were like, "Bro, just lower the blah 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 blah." And I was like, "Oh god damn it!" I, and I had been suffering like this for a year. I was just like, "I hate logic. I hate." And I couldn't find a fix. I couldn't find. You know, he's just like you get frustrated and then you find out that you have other resources other than the fucking internet. Uh, yeah <laughs> but yeah not uh, always reliable that internet no but but i like <laughs> what you're saying because it, it is so true and and i just got this email from a, a a producer from was it england i can't remember but i got this email and they were like hey will you check out my track um I'm, you know I'm, I'm i'm new at this i'm just trying to get some feedback and your music podcast i like your pod whatever the whole thing uh and and um i was like yeah no problem and so I listened to the song and, and, you know, the thing that I noticed is like, you know, he had to clean up his vocals and, 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 and the, the beat was, you know, you could hear there was something to it. 
it, it was really just a lack of experience. And and that's mm. exactly what I told him. I was like, well, hey, man, fucking, you know, clean up your vocals, you know, like work on work on singing better and work on recording your vocals better. And it just the beats are solid. It just sounds like it's a lack of experience. Just keep making stuff. Just keep making it. Keep putting it out. Even if it's just on SoundCloud and even if no one ever listens, just put it out there on the public market. And what will happen is is that you, you just by making stuff and finishing stuff, whether you think it's good or not, whether what you're gonna what you'll have is this 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 path that you've been on this lineage and you can mark your accomplishments and you you're you'll able to see your your growth and before you know it you're fucking making bomb ass beats with the rest of them with the big boys it's just like every time it's just you're starting on something you if you actually start and you keep doing it and you just keep doing it and keep putting it out there i mean you get to a point where you're like oh this is a song it this resembles a song okay i'm going to put it out there it really it really does help with just marking your progress and getting past the idea of public judgment because if you want to be an artist your shit is going to be judged heavily right. by the always. public so always so just know that and so this is a great way of just getting past that pulling the band-aid off. another thing that i tell people well especially my wife she, she's a voice teacher for people who are afraid of of um of you know talking in front of people or, or just being in front of crowds and they're a musician and they want it. she's like well go to a fucking open mic and just you know it just you can look because because an open mic is that sp- space it's that format for you to go sound like shit get your shit out there who cares you're just you're just getting it out there you're just putting it out in front of people you're getting past stuff you're running towards this fear that's holding you back and yeah. and fuck that fear fuck it in its face because all it, it's it doesn't exist it's it's you right it's us right. it's us telling us no one is unless you have awful parents or friends who are like no bro you are terrible fuck then in that case you need to say go fuck yourself i'm doing it and and i mean you know how far you get is just how much time and effort you get you put into it and it really it's you just get, getting past get. yeah and it's just getting past that initial thing it's just taking the step off the side of the cliff and see where you land um it, but it's scary right it, it's it still doesn't take away from the fact that it's a scary thing and yeah it, the it, step off the cliff that's always uh been a big fear of mine but i think i sort of took that step a couple of days ago i was writing a poem to well i was being inspired by aaron and um aaron goldberg by the way clarifying um he he was just writing and playing music and stuff like that and i was writing a poem and i started with two lines and fuck if i remember what they were <laughs> You'll miss the fear when you finally get over it. So enjoy it while it's there. Yeah, Raina is a fear junkie, so don't listen to her. No, I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. She, she's, she's packed full of useful information. So I was feeling pretty down when I started writing this. Sort of like a mundane lifestyle feeling. Mm-hmm. So it started with just like I, write it, I wrote um, that it, it felt the same every morning and every day was the same. And that, you know, I wasn't crying at the time, but I said that the tears running down my face were what told me that it shouldn't be the way that it was. Um, Anyway, I ended up playing video games that night and 
went to bed and forgot about it. And when I turned my computer on in the morning, I hadn't saved it or anything, but it was still on my desktop. Mm. And because I because I didn't close it, so it just didn't. It, it, it I don't know. It was, it was there. Yeah. <laughs> and it was looking me in the face, and I was like, I I should finish that. And in a couple hours, I finished writing it, and I was like, okay, well, it's it's just a poem, but I put it to music, and I. It was like eight hours total, maybe a bit more than that. Mm. It became a, sort of a song. And again, that's another thing that went up on my SoundCloud. It's called uh, Not a Lie. Yeah. That went up on my SoundCloud a, a couple of days ago. And that was just, it's a spoken word thing. I sort of started singing at the beginning, but I sort of did it just spoken word. It's not, it starts as a very depressing sort of, I think that um, every day is the same. Maybe I just need to cry, or maybe I'm just being eaten. And, you know, acknowledging that I understand that life feels like that sometimes. And then what the poem did was it changed, it changed, shift, it shifted to a different mood because it was a different day and I wasn't writing it on the same day anymore. Mm. So I felt different because I had been inspired by somebody that is special to me. Um, the chorus or whatever it was, cause it wasn't a chorus. It was just part of the line in the song was, uh, it's just a lie. I'm not alive. And I don't know why I'm not alive. Um, again, it changed. I, I, when I was writing it, I just flipped upside down. Instead of saying it's the same every morning, every day, I said it's not the same every morning. It's a new day. Mm. Um, and there's no tears on my face because I wiped them away. Yeah. And uh, then it goes, I'm not a lie. It's just alive. And basically what I'm talking about there is sort of awareness. Um, I'm not alive while I'm alive is implying that you're dead. But I wasn't necessarily implying death. I was implying simulation theory. Oh. So <laughs> it didn't really feel to me like I was living my life. It felt more like a program. And mm -hmm. I was just being told that it's, it's sort of the line, tears running down my face, say it shouldn't be this way. It's like something that's happening because I feel a certain way is telling me that I should feel a different way. So it feels to me like I'm being told that I have to be programmed mm -hmm. or whatever. Anyway, um, I feel like the universe is a big biological entity, just all in itself. We're part of it, just like the cellular organisms in our hands that are making up our body are living. Mm -hmm. They are alive and they die every within every five weeks. Mm -hmm. the, every tissue, every cell that makes up the tissue in your body is completely decomposed and replaced with a new cell. Just like that, we are only existing in this realm as an instance of side effect for the existence of what we are. And for all we know, we're just this 
little bionic cell that exists on the skin of another entity that exists. Mm. And, you know, you just take that zoom out for a second and think of yourself and take that zoom off the planet. You know, when you, you, you see a house and it zooms out, you see the country and you see the clouds and then you see the, the earth and then you see space and, it, you know, then that's the end of it. Mm. Now, go a little further and you'll see that you're actually a fucking little tiny cellular organism on this, who knows what. I, I sometimes, you know, um, Stephen Hawking suggests that the universe is saddle-shaped and it's on the back, well, I mean, a comedian said this part, but... I, I, it, he presumes that it's on the back of some giant donkey being ridden by God. And who knows? Who knows? Okay. It's honestly hard to tell what this world is, mm. but I don't feel like we're any different than the cells that recompose themselves on our skin and com comprise themselves. But at the same time, I know that, um, like again, I'm, a, I'm really into science. I crave, like, sort of science-based mm. um content and stuff like that. Uh, again, I, I watch a lot of um, lectures and stuff with like Michal Kaku and Neil deGrasse Tyson about space and mm -hmm. what it is and sort of with, with, with Michal, it's more like physics and stuff like what matter is and uh, string theory and what the universe is and stuff. Basically, the, the way I understand it is we're all sort of part of this one biological sort of uh, honestly, this is going to get a little sciencey for you. Please, I was going to take it there anyways. If <clears throat> the it's it's presumed that if a black hole collapsed, it, well, not collapsed. Sorry, that's a different word. Eventually, when the universe dies out and everything sort of moves far enough away from each other that everything is too cold to produce any heat, and everything sort of dies out. Um, a black hole gives off its radiation, which is sort of the radiation, the Hawking radiation that a black hole is leaking, hmm. is uh, it's extracting mass from it as it goes slowly. So eventually the black hole will shrink and cease to exist. Um, from here, it's not really known if this is fact or fiction. Mm-hmm at this point where, where I am, this black hole will shrink and then we don't know what happens to it. But theoretical physicist, Michio Kaku has provided an example of what may happen. Um, I'm also sort of integrating another theory into this. Um, but he says that it could shrink to the size of an atom and then collapse inward on itself. And another uh, big bang. Not necessarily. Yes mm. and no. Mm. It could become a Big Bang or it could become what's called a black hole diamond. Mm. This is where I'm adding another theory to this effect. Fun. But it's, it's used as um, it's used as it's a relevant uh, theory. Now, this black hole diamond is said to be a little tiny piece of information that's just supposed to exist. And it exists in nothing because nothing is here. So if we think about that for a second, it's a very similar state to what existed before the Big Bang. Absolutely nothing, mm -hmm. as far as we know. So now let's take, for instance, this little diamond and presume that in its existence, just like us, it's a side effect of its existence is that it will eventually expire. So let's say it 
for whatever reason, maybe it's got too much information, but considering an egg, but it's a diamond made out of a black hole. Mm-hmm. And eventually it's going to crack. Okay. And when this cracks, it releases all this information into the world. Not the world, but the universe, because right. nothing exists before this or at this point in time. We're going forward. This is not the Big Bang. This is in the future. But so it's it's hypothesized that this is possible with this little black hole diamond. It could break open and start a completely new universe. And it's based on everything that exists within this diamond. And everything that existed within that diamond had to have pre-existed. Hmm. Because there has to be information. Information can never be created or destroyed. And it's a, it's that's, that's a fact of nature. Energy. Yeah, well, energy and information. Hmm. Information exists. Like, tell me something... That's the truth right now. Tell me something true. Your hat has a yellow beak underneath, mm-hmm. right? That's truth. Right. I can't deny that. But um, what what exists that makes that true? Is it the color yellow that exists that makes it true that your hat is yellow? Or is it the fact that you chose the color yellow? Is it your thought process that makes your hat yellow? Okay, so I'm I'm gonna no no I, I I get I get where you're going with that. It's like or is it the is it the fact that um, it was that the idea of yellow was born long ago in some guy that passed that information on to someone else and that, okay. right right so there's so that, okay I, the information is there to be used mm. and for information to exist. It has to have not exist. Okay. Like the, to, to have nothing, you have to have something. To have something, you have to have had Having nothing. Having nothing indicates that there's something. Right. There, there's, there's always something in nothing. Indication of something. So even if you... Let me just round about this because sure. we're going to have to wrap up soon. Okay. Even if oh, you yeah, think... Oh, yeah. I forgot you had, you had a time limit and... and got no, my kid. Yeah, yeah. Got to no, get my kid. No problem. But even if you think that you have nothing... Hmm. You can't have nothing without having something. Okay. So it's got to be there. Everything's got to be there. Basically, what I was getting to with the theory was that that little diamond is mm. what people call God. Yeah. It contains all the information that exists, and it's perfect, and it's the universe in its entirety. It's every little bit of everything. And then it's going to crack open, and it's going to create a white hole. This is another theoretical sort of whatever hypothesis for cosmologists that sometimes black holes turn inwards on themselves and become a white hole. And as as opposed to sucking in matter, Mm. they spew out matter. And that's a possibility of what uh, the Big Bang was. So the Big Bang happened and it spewed out all this matter into the universe. And then let's just explain that by cracking open an egg and then just watching the yolk fall out you know it's just the we're the yolk the universe is the yolk we're gotta cook we gotta cook in the frying pan now and now we're sizzling or whatever um well i wanted to address the chat because we have a we have an astronomy major here and they they are questioning black hole diamond they are saying they never heard of that and then they also wanted to follow up that energy slash information can never be created nor destroyed in a closed system this is all contingent upon the shape of our universe. 
be it opened or closed. Um, so, so I'm just curious, um, then, um, I'm not even sure what a closed system is. So I, I'm a musician, well, so I don't know. System, I believe in, a, uh, sorry, I'm not an astronomy major. <laughs> I don't claim to be any sort of intellectual. I <laughs> crave science-based content and mm -hmm. I watch that to better myself. Yeah. Not just to better myself, but I enjoy it. Yeah. I actually thoroughly enjoy watching this content and it brings me happiness to know that I can maybe add a little bit of smartness to something sometime once in a night. But uh, as far as I'm aware, a closed system would be basically if you have to hypothesize whether this universe is uh, one of many or one of thousands or millions or infinite. But um, a closed system would basically be eventually we stop somewhere. But you're, if you're saying that we don't stop anywhere. There's, I don't really base evidence on things uh, other than what I hear. And I, again, I don't say, oh, this is fact or this is, you know, this is not true because I won't disprove anything without knowing whether I'm right or not. And I don't know whether I'm right or not. But uh, black hole diamond was a theory. Uh, proposed in a video by Kurtzkazat on YouTube, which is in a nutshell. Um, it was just a theory. It's not necessarily anything relative. I mixed it. I mixed what I was saying, which was a quote from Michio Kaku, mm. with this theory in this other video that I've seen. Um, but they do a lot of videos. Kurtzkazat does a lot of videos about black holes and stuff like mm. that. They do real science to base their shit off of, and this was a hypothesis based on what happens to black holes mm. um, emitting their radiation and losing mass over time. Yeah. Uh, it was speculation, to say the least, really. Yeah, well, it's it's interesting that, like, science, it just, uh, eventually it becomes speculative, right? Like, it's fucking, eventually you it get to, to a, it gets to a point where, yeah, exactly, it has to. It, it becomes to, it just comes to a point where it's just like, well, I guess it's magic or God or whatever you want to call it. Um, let's see, well, white holes are the theoretical time reversal of black holes, kind of like the theoretical other side of a black hole. I don't <laughs> I don't know. So basically, some people think that uh, black holes are like wormholes. If you uh -huh. go through a black hole, ah. you come out in a different universe. But um, so that would be spewing from a white hole. Uh, that that would have to exist to you know a black hole would have to be sucking in something for a white hole to exist. But you just take into consideration um, like a linear or, or if you're thinking of a linear time zone, you don't think of like a spherical time or, or cyclical is what I meant to say, mm -hmm. cyclical. Um, some people think that, again, this is hypothesis, if you were to enter a black hole, obviously you'd be spaghettified, but that your matter would be spewed out into the beginning of time. And just, you'd become part of the Big Bang. And so, if you think of time as cyclical, maybe eventually a black hole will, uh, you know, basically exist until it doesn't anymore and then the universe starts over yeah yeah like who's to say what yeah exactly like it could just that could be that it's just it's all just these ideas and thoughts that 
there's math and stuff that kind of backs it up, but it's like, how do you yeah. prove these things? How do you prove these like atoms or whatever that blink in and out of existence? Like quantum well, physics I mean, and shit. Like what the exactly. fuck? You get down to general relativity and quantum physics. You understand why these atoms can't exist and can't exist. And there's actual, you know, maths that show this. Mm. I'm not smart enough to pull off any of this. You know, uh, I believe it was um, Isaac Newton who invented calculus just so that he could ponder the thought. He said, the apple fell on his head and it clonked him. And he said, well, if an apple falls, is the moon also going to fall? He thought the moon would fall from the sky. So mm. he, he had to, okay, there you go. Lisbon, Lisbon helped create calculus as well. He was the one who got it um, funded and pushed in curriculum and stuff like that uh but yes uh he found out when after he created calculus he found out that the moon was falling and but it was gravity that was keeping it is in in its orbit and so it was stopping the earth from falling because of the gravity so you know he discovered gravity at this point in time and also figures out why the moon isn't falling to earth it isn't going to crush them you know yeah. And it was a pretty, uh, pretty big moment in history, I guess. You know, you have to, you have to bring that up and point it out. But at the same time, if it's all relative and we just repeat this process, that was just as insignificant as me painting a picture. <laughs> Valo Infinity, thank you so much for coming on the show, my friend. I, I, I had a great time, and I, I definitely want to do this again if you're down to do it again. Like, I feel oh, like we didn't even, we didn't even get to the top of it. Do you? Can can I, I know you said you got to go at three. So can we do? Um, can we do one quick round of how much does it cost on Craigslist? Sure can. All right, guys. You know what time it is. We're good. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tuck away our, our friend here. Oh, here, I'll be right back. We're going to play How Much Does It Cost on Craigslist. And uh, let me get it set up while, uh, while our friend here is... Uh, our, I don't know what I was even trying to say there. All right, we're coming back, folks. We're coming... Oh, I got to do things first. Never mind. I always do that. I always jump the gun like, okay, here we are. We're ready. And then I'm like, oh, wait, I'm not. Sorry. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I suck again. All right. Here we go. Now it's looking pretty. Pretty. All right. Valo, have an opportunity to win. Oh, damn it. I didn't get him out. Okay. Don't knock over the green screen. Don't knock over the green screen. Don't knock over the green screen. Okay, I didn't knock over the green screen. Okay, today for what's up for grabs today is going to be a either a CBD joint, a two-pack from, I forgot, Puro Canagars, which if Raina was here, she would drop the link, but she is not. And, and fuck it, let's just go for one of these. We're going to go for a We Speak English Good patch. And you know what? Just for Ooh. fun, just so it's just in case people don't really care about we speak English good patch, I'll, I'll throw in something else just to entice people. 
All right, we're going to do that. Okay, I had the coronavirus before it was cool. There it is. This is what's for up the grabs. We'll play We'll play one round, maybe two if we have time. So let's just jump right into it. How much does it cost on Craigslist? Brought to you by Moted Studios. And, of course, they made our patches and apparel, and and, and they're awesome. And, Can- and Puro Canagars is actually Raina's sponsor. We just have a gang of these, so I'm just throwing it in there. All right, let's do it. How much does it cost on Craigslist? Moted Studios. All right, first item up for bid. Oakland A's one-to-one ceramic baseball player bus sculpture. One of a kind out of Albany or whatever. One of a kind handcrafted and painted statue sculpture fan-made man cave. And I guess I should have told you guys the rules. The rules of the game is we're going to guess how much the price is and whoever is closest to the price wins. And that's it. And once you put your 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 bid in, there's no new bids. There's no <laughs> new bids. Oh, Northbound is already in. Okay. You haven't even heard the description. Let me read it real quick. Please read and view the description very carefully. This is very funny. This is why I'm reading it. This is a Bay Area local sale and a local pickup item only. No shipping or deliveries. Oakland Athletic A's, Oakland Raiders. Okay. Up for sale in the hands is an original one-of-a-kind exclusive handcrafted and painted fan-made Oakland Athletics A's one-by-one full-size ceramic baseball player statue bus sculpture. Wow, that was quite a sentence. This masterpiece sculpture, this masterpiece sculpture was constructed entirely out of 100% ceramic clay where it has been fired glazed, then hand-painted over various enamels to give it the natural distressed appearance. This sculpture measures approximately 14 inches in height, 17 inches in width, 11 inches in depth. This sculpture weighs approximately 32 pounds, 10 ounces. This sculpture makes an excellent art display piece or the gift uh, for the extremely serious diehard Oakland A's fan or art collector. As it is only one of its kind produced in the entire world and not for mass reproduction. I am asking blank in cash, COD, no checks, money orders. Price is firm. Remember that. Price is firm. This is a Bay Area local pickup only. No shipping. Okay, although it's Bay Area. Uh, and then I do not accept returns or refunds. All sales are final. If you have any questions, give me a call. I will not respond to emails or texts. There you go. So let's look at it one more time after that big lengthy thing. Let's, let's look at it. Everyone get a good look at it. All right, let's let's get some bids in there. Let's get some bids. Okay, you guys put it. You guys got them all spread out, so that's okay. Uh, uh, Valo, what do you got? Oh, you had to go. Oh no. Um, oh, you were saying bye to no, Reina. I'm still here. I know you have to go, but uh, you were saying bye to Reina. Okay, Valo, what are you bidding? Uh, let's say um, thirteen thirty-six, just under Nimoli's. Oh, you know, I thought it was Namoli too, but it's be like, Price is right. Can you, you know, take I'm the? I'm just gonna go one dollar under. Can you take the hat off and put cookies inside? I don't know. I think this is supposed it's to be a good a... question. If it's a multi-purpose thing, then it might have more value to it. You know. Mate, mate. Bids a thousand dollars. Thank you, Mighty. Um, all right. So I think that's everybody. If anybody else wants to bid, go ahead. Now is your time. Northbound has 420. Um, Rafi says 2500. Raina says 1750. Uh, okay, Cunning says 50. Uh, and Mighty Mighty uh, says 1000. And of course, 
Valo says 1336. All right, guys. I'm going to do the, I'm going to do the thing. Oh, what did I do? Oh, shit. I hit a hot key for some reason. I know. I know. I get it, Matt. <laughs> Hold on. I got to do the thing. I know you got to go, Val. So I'm trying to go faster. It's all right. All right. No rush. Actual retail price. Oh, I got to remember to move that alert. Actual retail price on Craigslist. $100,000, ladies and gentlemen. 100, we have a 000. psychopath on our hands. Wow. Woo! We are out here murdering the That firm. is right. Boom. Wow. We got a fucking psychopath on our hands, everybody. They want $100,000 for this shitty piece of art. And I'm sorry. I am a very judgmental motherfucker. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm, I'm, know, not, I, I'm not. I gonna... think all things are art. I'm sorry. That but... is art, but it's not good art. It's not art that deserves to be on display for a hundred thousand dollars. I would be less rude about it if it wasn't one hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> all right. Yeah. No. If you wanted to put that up there for fifty bucks, then I would be happy. I would right? be like, okay, good piece of art. Fifty bucks is nice price. Okay. So I think Rafi took it. Twenty five hundred. Anybody higher than twenty five hundred? Nope. Rafi, you won. You dog. Rafi, just uh, just whisper me your address and I will send it over. I'll send uh, and let me know which one you want. If you want to, if you want the, I don't know if uh, CBD is legal in your country, Rafi. So just check the laws. I'll send it either way. I don't give a fuck. That's your problem. Uh, <laughs> but or you can choose from I had coronavirus before it was cool or the we speak English good pet. Whisper me, let me know. Valo, do you have time for one more? Or do you got to skate? Uh, one more. Let's go. Let's do it. We're going to do it fast this time. Here we go. French mid century bronze Louis the f- 15th, I guess. Three parts coffee table by Mason Bagu. This is out of Boston, Massachusetts. An incredible coffee table uh, by Ma- Mason Bugu. Uh, solid cast bronze, neo Rococo Louis XV style, uh, painted mirror, circa 1960, an exceptional piece. Okay, let's drop some bids. Let's see it. Let's see it. I'm gonna. Yep. Oh shit. He's coming with it this time. He's coming with it. He's going 42,069. I like it. Woo, yeah, Ravi. You can play again too, Ravi. So if you want to do it, Northbound says 420. Um, you guys go ahead and drop your bids if you want to play the game. And of course, we have our patches here from our beautiful. Oh, Adam, you popped in for the game. I like it. Uh, I know you were here earlier, Adam. Just so you know, I'm not judging you. <laughs> Um, we speak English good, or I had the coronavirus before it was cool, or of course CBDs, which Adam just got his CBDs, so, and he said, I think he said it was good, or I think he just said he received them. I don't remember. I get a lot of messages. All right. Uh, just finishing putting my son to bed. Oh, that's wonderful. That's very beautiful. Um, okay. Everybody got the <laughs> These guys probably expect they... 10 million on Antiques Roadshow, so I'll guess $1 million. Yeah. Okay. All right. In the spirit of, uh, okay, Rafi, 12,000. 12, in the spirit of 
of Valo having to go pick up his son. Let's just jump into the answer here. An actual retail price on Craigslist. $9,500! Hey. All right, who got that? So, okay, Cunning. You're pretty close. Okay, Cunning. Who is it? Is it it's between 12000 No, it would definitely be okay, Cunning. I think... I, no, you can go over. It's just uh, you have to you have to just it's be the close. closest. Okay. And I think forty three. I think I think it's okay, Cunning. Is anybody dispute that? Does anybody want to dispute that? I, I'm looking at the numbers. I'm terrible at numbers. I'm terrible at reading. We speak English good. Uh, <laughs> so, okay, okay, Cunning is taking it with that emote with that. Uh, did it? You did actually win something. Uh, you either can, GG. You you can either you can either have we speak English good patch. You can have two CBD joints, or you can have this other patch that says I had the coronavirus before it was cool. Valo Infinity, everybody, give them a round of applause. Let's let's bring them back just to say a uh, 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 farewell. Oh my God, where did he go? I'm right here. I'm here somewhere. You got to find me. I do. What happened? Oh, Jesus. That's the Zoom meeting. Um, we're going to... We're gonna <laughs> Messenger call. Here, there, thank you. <laughs> he had to help me. <laughs> Valo Infinity. Everybody, give him a round of applause. This man right here. You'll probably be seeing him again. You will. If you, you follow We Speak English, you'll see me again. And, of course, let's give a shout-out to Valo, which I don't... Yeah, the crowd's going wild. Uh, is it Valo? Is it? Is there any? Is there any like dashes in it, or is it all just in? I mean, it's there's an underscore in it for Twitch. Yeah, that's what I meant. Oh, you're in the thing. Duh. All right, there we go. There, there he is. Go follow him up. He streams. He's a podcaster, artist. Go, go, give him some love. Go, go, show him what it's all about. And uh, I really do appreciate you coming on, my man. Thank you so much. Oh, no problem. I appreciate you having me. No problem. Thank you. All right, man. You have a good day and be safe getting your son there, bud. I will. Talk to you later, man. All right. Peace, brother. so much valo again go check out valo um, on his twitch stream it's twitch.tv slash valo underscore infinity go give him a, a follow a subscription go give him some love again he has his latest episode out with duncan trussell on it i've also been on his show i left a link in the show notes directly to the artist i podcast so you can go and listen away go binge listen to some uh to some valo um yeah so check it out artist eye podcast my podcasting pal also go check out cactus jack of course love those guys cactus jack there's there's links in the show notes go go check it out go listen to their album uh they're they're friends of the show and they've been on they're local toledo musicians who i've had um I've had the honor to get to know over the years and in being involved in the scene, and they're all really cool dudes. 
more burps. Um, yeah, they're all really cool dudes. I hope you enjoyed a Meta Gas Car. So go stream that album. Go buy it. Go go do stuff with that music. Okay, so I I, I kind of want to cover something real quick before I let you go because recently I had someone on by the name of D Rock Bowman, and I met D Rock on the Melvin Riley uh, press junket show that I released a couple weeks ago. Um, when he first came on the screen. He was like, hey, I'm D-Rock, and I know Melvin, and I play with TLC, and LaFace Records, and like, he was like super obnoxious, and Melvin Riley ended up having puppies on, on the interview, which was very fun. I've never had that happen on, a, on my podcast, so hey, I'm good with it, but uh, <laughs> he... Uh, he didn't. We, we never, he didn't get a chance to talk to Melvin, and he wanted to connect with Melvin and reconnect. Well, it turns out that D Rock. So, D Rock claims that at age 19, he got a 30 million dollar contract with LaFace Records as a writer, producer, and musician uh, on staff. Um. Okay. That's okay. Well, we. That's fine, right? Like, okay, I, that's acceptable, I guess. And then in 2005, he claims that he got about a $270 million deal with Sony to for, for producing records and stuff. So when you look up the name D-Rock Bowman, the only thing that comes up is he, like several Facebook pages of, of just weird like like girls in like in like weird positions and and he and he's shit talking and look i should have known better when i went to research d-rock there was nothing on him nothing that connected him to LaFace. and when you're talking about that kind of money and you're and you're making the kind of claims that he does i mean he's talking about working directly with babyface uh, uh uh you know tony braxton okay so he got over on me i had him on the show and you know we had a you know and the whole time he's just he's not very talkative and when you're talking to these older cats who really worked in the business they usually have a lot to say about it so it was you know the whole time things aren't resonating things aren't things aren't making sense and so <laughs> so it turns out that he was full of shit and so I saw him on someone else's podcast and I reached out to them. And, and the funny part is, is that after the podcast, he, he texted me. He was like, your podcast, he, he put pad, not pod. Your podcast is a real podcast, not like that other fake podcast from. And then he gives me the name of people because he said that the other podcasters were trying to sully his name. They, they were trying to, to, to ruin the legacy of a legend and I don't know why you would give me their full names and the name of the podcast because the first fucking thing I did was reach out to them and I would love to read that to you right now uh, I thought that was funny so this is a <laughs> this is a, a message that some messages that were exchanged between me and the other podcaster and I am not gonna reveal their name because well you'll find out very quickly so I reach out to them I said hello uh, I recently saw an interview on YouTube with you and D-Rock, and I have I have my own podcast and had D-Rock on my show. After talking to him, I was curious on how you felt about your conversation with him. 
Hello, Mike. It's great to hear from you. I had a friend from the CIA do a background check on D-Rock, and they informed me that he isn't really in the music business. My suspicion is that he is lying about everything because he sent me some pictures that were not true about where he lived. If I were you, I would not have anything to do with him. I blocked him. Please keep this conversation between you and me. Thanks again. Okay, I know he asked me to keep it between me and him. Okay, I'm not going to mention his name. I'm not. Fair enough. <laughs> Moving on. Oh, dang. I reply, oh, dang. The CIA, that's intense, bro. Thank you so much for your help. I interviewed him for about two hours on my Twitch stream, and as we were talking, things were not making sense. He couldn't directly answer questions and evaded when I pushed. I've been doing this for six years, and I've never had a guest that makes the claims he does without an online footprint. This dude has nothing about nothing online. And all he could say when I pressed him was that the lawyers did something, which is true. Like, he said, when I asked him, like, why I, I can't find your name on any of these credits, he's like, oh, they're there, but uh, people use my names, and the lawyers did something, and it, it was all bullshit. Um... I won't be releasing the podcast just to maintain my reputation, but my Twitch community has been had. I should have known better. This will stay between us. Did your friend find anything about him that may allude to what he actually does? Yes, D-Rock sent me a picture of a mansion in Sedona. He responded, yes, D-Rock sent me a picture of his mansion in Sedona and said and said that it was his mansion in Beverly Hills. He also sent me a picture of Babyface's niece, Hannah Edmonds. The picture was actually Hannah Bronfman. I don't know who that is. My friend found that he is probably sitting in a house on a computer doing all these schemes. Um, and I said, wow, just wow. What a crazy thing to do. It's rather sad. Again, thank you for your help. On a lighter note, are you a musician too? And then, of course, he gives me his information. And, um, you know, he's a nice guy. And, and he might be on the podcast. I don't know. It... <laughs> I, I might have him on the podcast just to talk about D-Rock. I don't know. So on last last Monday, I had Jason Black on the show again, and we had a whole – oh, my God. It was a whole thing, bro. It was like – I it was like 40 minutes of me making fun of D-Rock, going through his Facebook. It was pretty awesome. I mean, if you go through his Facebook and stuff, I'm telling you, there's just like weird looking women in in like weird positions trying to look sexy. And he, I honestly feel like he's more of a pimp than he is a, a, a record producer. But I don't know. You know, it's a sad situation. It's a sad, like to me, it's a very sad situation when someone feels so inadequate with themselves that they have to make up stupid fucking lies. I mean, Here's the thing, you, there's a fucking internet, man. There's that internet. We have internet. Like, anything you do, especially, you know what I'm saying, especially when you're talking about $270 million record contracts. He's talking about getting $270 million record, record contract in 2005. And let's think about what 2005 was. 2005 was Napster. It was iTunes. It was the death of the overbloated music industry as we knew it in the in the like it, from from what from the from the 70s until the 90s and then until the 2000s even and that was it no more CD sales none of that bullshit it, it all took a shit um, the bubble popped and it's a completely different business now uh, they still managed to find their way back into the pockets of artists. Uh, through Spotify and such, but 
it's it's a different it's different and in 2005 people were not getting those kind of record deals not like that and by the way his name of his production company is called sarah rock productions and it's just when you go to the facebook there's like 35 people who like it this is a 275 270 million dollar company and on Facebook, they have 35 likes and pictures of women in their underwear. And this guy who was arrested for being a child molester, they put a picture of him or some shit. I don't know. It was so fucking, it's so bizarre. It's so bizarre. So, D-Rock has been calling me. I have been ignoring his calls. Um, I won't be releasing the podcast because, f- frankly, I, it was boring. Like... It was basically me, me pulling teeth for fucking an hour and a half. Like, what? It was boring, and he's a fucking liar. You know, piece of shit. Go fuck yourself, D-Rock Bowman. I hope you hear this. Fuck you, you dumb fuck. Anyways, I just had to get, get that off my chest here. But uh, uh, if you want, go and... <laughs> I, I deleted the VOD, too. But if you want, you can go and Google D-Rock Bowman and look at his Facebook it's it's sad it's sad and pathetic you're a sad and pathetic human being d-rock bowman go fuck yourself all right so now that we got that out of the way <laughs> again rain of mystique has a new song coming out called stew uh, i hope you guys go and listen to that that will be out very soon uh rain mystique.com r-e-i-n-a-m-y-s-t-i-q-u-e uh again we are having uh we got maddie wongy podcast release on friday and also on the live stream on twitch we got marlon ballard who is a comedian from ohio but out of atlanta georgia which by the way georgia is having fucking full-on concerts full-on fucking concerts while the rest of the country well parts of the country's music fucking venues are are fucking failing the the scenes are falling apart our livelihoods are deteriorating in front of us and fucking Georgia is just doing it huge in the pandemic and I'm not blaming them. I'm not judging them. In fact, I do think that we should start fucking opening this shit up. It's crazy right now that that Winston's in, in OB, Ocean Beach, California, it is closed. Like this is an institution, man. Uh, like they curated some of the best musical acts in this country that this country's ever seen. I've seen some of the, I've seen so many good bands there that went on to do big fucking amazing things. They just have such an amazing fucking staff of of just who, who pay attention to detail, and it's just Jesus Christ. It's 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 all going to shit. Valo, Valo, a, a big music venue up in Canada, wherever the fuck Valo lives in Canada. Sorry, Valo. Uh, there was a huge music venue, uh, a staple venue in his town that's closed. So it's happening. Like, the fallout from this fucking pandemic is starting to become worse than the fucking pandemic. It was like 4% of the deaths were actually directly caused by coronavirus. It's 90% recovery rate. It, uh, it, it's crazy. It's crazy that we're still locked in our fucking homes look i'm not against masks i'm not against fucking being safe i'm not against fucking hiding our vulnerable away but we're talking about we got schools open we just got an email saying that the fucking school district is gonna start fucking pushing back and and now kids are gonna start doing the hybrid learning again and the young kids are gonna go four days a week now and it's just 
you know, we're heading back into a lockdown, and, and it's going to be a fight. We're going to head back into the... Oh, by the way, Joe Biden, the hair sniffer, is, is president. Uh, if you guys didn't know that. Uh, the hair sniffer and the lady no one wanted are... are, are well, I don't know. Because a, a, apparently it was the media that made the claim that they are actually the president. But it's not actually official. I just I found that out. It's actually it was the media that made the claim that Joe Biden is the winner. So there's a lot of weirdness going on. So works. This is going to be a weird winter. This is going to be a real weird winter. And we have a lot of suicide rates. People are literally going hungry. The fucking government's not doing a goddamn thing about sending out any more financial relief. They're out there fucking playing power politics and trying to get their fucking greasy hands fucking oh god i fucking it makes me insane so look i'm not against the mask i'm not against like georgia's doing it and maybe georgia will have a big outbreak and they'll have to go back into lockdown but what, what the fuck man like what, what's going on uk went back into lockdown spain's going back into lockdown it's coming it's fucking coming guys and and i don't know i voted for joe biden okay just let me get that out of there but I don't think that he has, I don't, I, I, I honestly, his record, his voting record has only proven to be a, 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 a detriment to, to, to the, the, the well-being of, of America. The crime bills, the, the NAFTA, and then the 2008, I mean, this area of where I live in Toledo, the Midwest, it has been decimated by this fuck. And I voted for him because I don't like the other guy. The fucking, the, the, I never knew assholes had lips. You know, like fucking, fuck Trump, fuck him out. But on the other hand, it's like, oh my God. I, yeah, I, it was a really sad election season and I am just, I'm over it. I'm fucking over it. So before I go any further, um, Again, I'm all about safety. I'm all about taking precaution. I'm all about the mask, but we got to figure out some way. We got to figure out some way to get past this shit because it's not going away. Coronavirus is here to stay. I don't know about you, but I'm not trying to take some vaccine that was rushed. You know, it's been like seven months and you don't like the, the vaccine. I don't, I don't want that vaccine if it's going to be fucking... A rushed-ass vaccine. Here you go, everybody. Start taking this rushed-ass vaccine. So we really... I, I'm all about taking precautions, but we got to figure some shit out. We got to figure something out. I mean, we can do testing. I mean, think about how stupid it is that you can walk through a restaurant with a mask on, but then as soon as you sit down, it's okay. You can take your mask off. Coronavirus doesn't mind if you're sitting and having a meal, uh, but it does mind if you have to walk through the restaurant. The coronavirus doesn't mind if you're out in the streets celebrating Joe Biden's victory. You know, fucking... I, I, did you guys see the pictures of Lafayette Square in that street corner there? It was fucking nuts. It was packed with people celebrating. It's so fucking stupid. It's so stupid. Like, it's just these double standards. These, these... No one's... There's no plan. Joe Biden's plan is sounds like Donald Trump's plan but with more masks I don't I don't know man it just doesn't seem like anybody knows what the fuck's going on but the data is showing that that this virus I mean it's real I'm not saying it's not but 
it, it definitely seems like people people are are okay you know people are are recovering people are doing okay with it so um let's hide away our vulnerable let's fucking get this shit popping again and, and let's not let our lives fucking be fucking dismantled because of a fucking virus so i don't know uh, especially a virus that's not like because at the beginning of course no one knew what was going on but we have more data now we know what's going on now we have a better idea at least i'm sorry we don't know what's going on but we have a better idea of what's going on so i don't know i voted for joe biden yay the hair sniffer Ugh. and fucking camilla god damn it no one wanted that bitch no one wanted her nobody wanted her in the primaries did everybody forget that she just she she did terrible Tulsi Gabbard ripped her a new twat it was insane her fucking she is she's a dirty politician uh, she she keeps people in prison after they were found innocent she she she's an opportunist like she she is a clear marker of what a what it takes to be a fucking politician it, it's like do anything to get more power and that's that that's cool with the establishment i guess they're cool with that because they know they can control her and be like hey we'll fucking we'll lift you up here but you gotta do whatever the fuck we tell you wall street supports joe biden what the fuck how did how is everybody so happy about this shit how is everybody so fucking happy that we got that that we voted that in and look again i voted for bo jiden i fucking can't stand donald trump you guys hear how i talk about donald trump i have been shitting on donald trump for years now okay i voted for the establishment and and fuck i'm getting so much shit from my conservative friends like fucking i hope you're happy you fucking ruined america you fucking traitor <laughs> i don't care well, I do care, but I don't fucked on, but I don't know, man. It's just, it, it's just a really fucked up time, but, but luckily we have Twitch. Luckily we have information that we can get to. Luckily we have escapes from all this insanity, but let's just not forget. Let's just not forget the rights that we had before all of this, because we're going to want them back and we're going to want our lives back. And I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I don't know what we're gonna do, but this is this is getting out of hand. So, okay, well that's that's enough. <laughs> that's enough on me. Of course, uh, uh, ninety-five percent of you have stopped listening to this. So, you know, I'm getting it in now. I'm getting it in now. Uh, <laughs> I, it's much better than at the front of the show. I, I I'd much rather deter people at the end of the show. <laughs> And I'm saying deter people from listening to the show ever again. So, all right, everybody. I hope you guys have a safe rest of your week. Love you guys. Be good to your fellow human beings. HJ's for everybody. I'll see you guys on Friday. Be well. I love you. Bye.